Toku Secrets is a podcast run by the Anime Secrets website. Check us out at AnimeSecrets.org for more anime, video game, tokusatsu content. Remember to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts today. Hey everybody, it's Jason Guantanamo, it's Time Force, and you're watching Toku Secrets Podcast. Welcome to Toku Secrets. Join us as we journey into the marvelous world of Super Sentai, Kamen Rider, Power Rangers, and many other Tokusatsu. Get ready for the adventure of a lifetime. It's Morphin Time! Link to the Morphin. I'm Nathan Desaad, the dazzling adventurer, Boken Silk. I'm Patrick Allen, I'm Shinkin Red. And I'm Ridwan Merkin. Go Kai Red. And I'm Anthony Davis. Also known as Curie Green. And we're Toku Secrets. Hey everyone, welcome to the Toku Secrets Podcast presented by MASecrets.org. And today, uh, at long last, we have the whole crew on here today. We are wrapping up Time Ranger. We've come a long way. And uh, today, as promised, we are going to be taking a look at the uh, last four case files. Um, of the for the uh show to uh which can encompass the entire in-game story arc so uh yeah we got a lot to talk about because we're not just reviewing that but we're giving our uh overall thoughts on time ranger as well and uh now we're not going to be done with time ranger after this because we are going to be well next we're going to be doing a time force review the full season and then we're going to be doing our versus uh special but we'll get to those when we get to it uh so uh, we got a lot to talk about, so let's just uh, jump in. Uh, I'm going to do a brief recap on everything that happened uh, because, you know, we covered like uh, 13 episodes last, so a lot happened. Um, so uh, first off, we have uh, Tatsuya and Yuri. They have, you know, they're continuing to, uh, you know, have their relationship develop, especially after Tatsuya saved Yuri from an assassin that was trying to kill her. Uh Domon and Honami began a relationship. Uh, she realized that he was actually time yellow when he saved her from a bomb almost exploding. Uh, the other time rangers discovered ISA's condition when they were trying to, uh, you know, stop a crisis of a Londar spreading disease, a disease all over the place. And uh, they tried to get him to quit, but he refused because, you know, he wants to keep fighting to give him hope for the future. Uh, but the big thing is that Captain Ryuya, he arrived in the 20th century. He released uh -huh. Ian from the uh, Londar's prison. Uh, he was previously deactivated by Dornero and locked up. And a new time pulse appeared, and Gian unleashed this powerful robot known as the G's Award. And Ryuya also revealed... Uh, all, he revealed himself to the Time Rangers and revealed that uh, every moment up to that point was scripted in history, and he took over as Time Red so that they could uh you know to try and stop the g-zord but the time rangers they they basically uh revolted against him saying like you know we want to save the future in our own way and they forced Tatsuya to take back time red's mantle and then uh with the g-zord defeated ryuya returned to the 30th century uh warning the time rangers to do so because something known as the great disappearance is going to happen which will destroy most of the world but they're like, nah, we want to stay here and bring back Darnero. And uh, also, Naoto continues to be this power-hungry guy by... Um, basically, he discovered that they're from the 30th century and used this information to leverage the Defense Department and to 
declaring an emergency. They get some full control over the city guardians because Naoto's going to Naoto. And uh, yeah, that that's quite a bit. So uh, done with that recap. So uh, we're going to uh, take a look at each of these episodes uh, individually, um, especially this first one, since, you know, it's not as connected to, uh, well, okay, all these things are connected, but this one can probably be talked about by itself. Uh, so we have case file 47, the end of the dawn, where the Time Rangers are trying to investigate the uh, city guardians headquarters because uh, there was a rock from the G-Zords engine um, that was recovered, and uh, they send it to Taku. And while they're and while the Time Rangers are busy busy battling Gian's latest robot called Crisis, uh, Dornero comes out and he actually tries to kill Gian because he knows what Gian because he wants to stop the Great Disappearance too. Because if there's no world, there's no money for him to, uh, you know, for him to make. And Yuri sees him and she goes after him, trying to arrest him. Uh, you know, which results in Gian fleeing and Donira goes after him. And, you know, while Naoto destroys uh, the crisis with the V-Rex, because remember, uh, Ryuya is not sending them the time jets anymore because, eh, I've already saved the 20th century. And you guys need to remember Captain Ryuya because there's going to be a lot of stuff to talk about. Anthony is really mad <laughs> at this guy. So when we get to the last episode, so, yeah, don't worry, Anthony. There's going to be a moment where I'm going to take the chain off, and you're going to be able to say whatever it is you need to say. Um, uh, so, Donira corners Gian, but he hesitates to shoot, and that allows Gian to shoot him down. And, you know, Donira's dying. Uh, you know, he reveals to the Time Rangers that Gian is going to start the Great Disappearance. He gives them access to the remaining prisoners they had in Unfrozen. But Yuri gets like, you know, incredibly torn up because he's like, no, you can't die because I need to arrest you because you killed my parents. And then Dornero was like, I killed your parents. Honestly, I didn't remember that. And she uh, she breaks down crying after Dornero dies. But Tatsia tells her, hey, you pursued him to the end and you should be proud of that. So, uh, yeah, that pretty emotional stuff. And then the episode ends with, uh, so Donero's gone. Great disappearance is about to begin. Uh, Leela, that's Nadira's counterpart. I haven't mentioned, I didn't mention her in the last podcast because she hasn't really done anything. Uh, she, esca she escapes to go somewhere safe um, and she's never going to be seen again. And the episode ends with Taku discovering that the recovered rock from the G-Zord is actually the, one of the crystals that uh, powers the V-Rex, the uh, Lambda 2000. One of those crystals. So that wraps this up. Uh, so I just spoke for like a good uh, like five minutes. Anybody want to give their thoughts on this episode? One thing I want to bring up mostly is that they've kind of been. <clears throat> it's clear that Yuri's had like her own motivation throughout this whole series, and mm -hmm. in Time Force, it was a lot more obvious. It was that. Jen wanted to rip Ranska new butthole for everything that he did to her in the future, putting it very bluntly. And I was expecting there to be a lot more to this. Man, this payoff was so underwhelming. It was just no, I want to be you. the one to bring. I want to be the one to bring him in. I don't want anyone else to do. I want to be that's it. That's that's what no, we got out of this. Are you kidding me? 
and that's <clears> what I've been complaining about all this time is y'all keep saying Yuri's a fine character, this, that, and the other, but she's so <clears> bland <throat> and boring compared to what Zen was. And hell, compared to other <clears throat> Sentai Rangers from other seasons, I mean, she honestly has no real memorable traits aside from the fact that she's the leader of this team. That, that's literally it. I really feel like they should have done what Time Force inevitably did with her counterpart and had established that she wanted to hunt down Dornero for herself from the beginning. There was yeah. no reason to hang on to that little bit of character motivation until literally when it was too late. You know, Patrick, I'm glad you're saying all this because when I was watching this episode, I was like, wait... Did I like miss something in the earlier episode? Like, exactly what I was thinking too. I actually, okay, I stopped watching. I went through all of Nathan's outlines looking <laughs> for any sign of this that I might have overlooked, I might have missed. I couldn't find anything. Yeah. So I just, yes, it's very underwhelming. And honestly, if they hadn't had this plot at the end, I might rank her higher. But Nazis lost points in my book. I'm sorry. Yeah, this this does, especially in comparison to her Power Rangers counterpart, put her significantly below. Dude, yeah. I am so spoiled by Jen and West. <clears throat> yeah. So am I. I think, I think uh, we'll get to him later. I think Tatsuya yeah. doesn't suffer as bad as oh, no, not Yuri even. does in comparison to her his no. counterpart. But Yuri's the weakest link in my book right now. I'm oh, saying yeah. that right now for the ranking going forward, Nate. That's my weakest link. Yeah. <clears throat> because, no, Tatsuya has some good stuff later, but we'll get there when we get there. Yeah, we'll get mm -hmm. there. But Yeah, I think... Yeah, originally I thought it was good, but the more I think about it... I, and keep in mind, when I thought it was good, it was when I watched this originally. But looking at this now, after having seen it already, uh, I can kind of... I can kind of agree. I mean, I, I don't think she's a... I don't think she's as weak, but I do agree that, like, you know, they should have probably, like, in the Yuri-centric episodes, instead of, like, you know, giving us one episode where, like, you know, she feels intimidated by, like, that beauty monster or that, or the whole, like, assassin thing, at least acknowledge that she wants to go after Dornero. Yeah. Or something, you know. Well, the, the, funny thing is that, the funny thing is that they actually had an episode to establish that. Remember all the way back in, like, what was it, mm -hmm. episode... What it was like in the first ten episodes or something. I think it was right? uh, it was four or five. I can't remember. Yeah, but. where she had that story where she remembered that her family had a hit put out on her by Dornero, yeah. and yep. she said that was why she wanted to go after him. She could have said in that very episode, "I want to be the one to put him away to avenge my parents on my own terms," and then use that as motivation for her throughout the season. And it problem and solved. Mentioned it. M mentioned it once. Exactly. That's, that's, that's all they have to do. It's yeah. A couple of extra pieces of dialogue. We don't need a rewrite. We just need a couple of lines mm -hmm. here and there saying, screw Donero, he killed my family. I will take him in. Yeah. But but we don't get that. And then it, it actually would have made this moment hit a little bit harder too, because you could have seen that like that drive for her all season long. And then when she finally gets the chance to do it, he dies and she feels like she failed. Yeah. Yeah. It, it would have hit harder. A it, lot harder. It doesn't hit at all. I don't feel no. like for her. Ma, mm -hmm. it, I get hit a little bit, but I do understand yeah, you're the applause. Like, <laughs> you're a what? <laughs> you're, a what? You're, you're, you're a sap, though. 
Oh. <laughs> Look at the chat. What does that mean? <laughs> like, it means you're hit easier by these emotional moments than the rest of us. For those listening to this, for those listening to this, you can't see us because we're all on face cam. When Riz said that, Nathan turned and looked at the camera like he was offended or something. He's like, <laughs> I wasn't offended. I was just confused. That's all. I know, but you had this look of. No, 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 Patrick. He had this look of. You wait till you get back to Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> You it's wait till hilarious. you get to Atlanta. You'll oh, see what's whatever. good. <laughs> no, but no, Nathan, it's it's not a bad thing. It's just you are more easily influenced with the emotions. I mean, Hart and I probably I would still put Yuri. I still think that she has, and maybe this is also because, um, unfortunately, there's, and I say this as someone who's finished the entire show era. There's not that many interesting pink Sentai pinks. Uh, like out there, I would still put her in my top five, but at this point, I'd probably she's definitely lower than Boken Pink, although she was already lower than Boken Pink for me. And uh, I would honestly rank her behind uh, Mako from Shinkinger now. So. I mean, yes, and I am, yeah, yeah, but but yeah, I get yeah, but I get it. I mean, kind of a, I mean, she's definitely not on par with Jen. I'm not gonna say that. I mean, it's not even about being on par with Jen anymore. I'm not even comparing her to Jen right now. She's I'm just asking for ass. good writing. Yeah. Yeah, this seems like it was neat. Because when they started holding back details, I thought there was going to be some, like, big twist at the end that would have said that her motivation was tied to something a little bit more grandiose or something. But this feel like, like just withhold. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I was expecting I some kind of... I don't know what you'd be expecting because honestly, when this was going on in the episode, I didn't, I didn't expect anything. I was well, like, I mean, I'm talking about, I'm talking you. about, I'm talking about watching throughout the season that it felt like they were holding something, some information on her back. Not, not, I didn't and, get that impression though. And like the longer it went on, I was expecting there to be something more to her. Like, and then this dropped and I'm like, that was it. I mean, like, and, but that's the thing is, I think I got let down earlier by her, and I didn't have any reason to expect anything out of her after, like, the first 10 episodes. So I had a lower threshold for my rating of her to begin with. I mean, I wasn't yeah. expecting anything like, you know, like, what we're going to see in a couple of episodes with another character that, right. like, was like a moment. But I was still expecting it to be more than something that we're sitting here saying should have been established 40 episodes ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, the entire, I think what happened with the writers here, they got halfway through the season and they realized they hadn't done anything with Yuri. So they start putting together her love story. And then they're at the end, they're like, you know, the love story is not enough. We need something heavier. Let's make this thing. And I'm just like, you could have thought about this. Yeah, and, and seeing how this is more or less the ending to her character arc, I guess. Yeah. It really feels like, given her role in the story or her position in the story, she was severely mishandled. and Terribly mishandled. I mean, I'm just... <clears throat> I'm happy that Saban handled the pink a lot better and gave us somebody badass like Jen. 
Because that's what they tried to do with Yuri, but they failed epically to even come because near she that has, standard. She has a stern personality. She takes a little. She takes control when she needs to. She clearly has, you know, a personal vendetta with somebody, but it just didn't feel as fleshed out because because that was one of the things. That's one of the things that makes Jen so good. Episode one, you know, she wants to, you know, mess yeah. up rancid <laughs> and yeah. it was it was just her thing throughout the whole show and yeah. even though she didn't ultimately kill him she did get a proper resolution that had she brought know, him in yeah, yeah she brought she him in she promised she promised she would do it so and she did yeah, and and, and she, because and see and there's the difference is that we had a season long journey of watching her go through her emotions with this one goal in mind and then it comes to fruition and it 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 it's effective but yeah it's just so flat here and i know i'm i'm repeating my points but it's just like the more you talk about it no you gotta hit it home hard yeah it, it becomes more apparent that this just it almost feels like for a character who probably should have had a bigger role in the story she was an afterthought and, yeah. and i mean it sucks because she <clears throat> was poised to be the leader yeah <clears throat> and I mean, honestly, she's written as a leader, but she's not given as many opportunities to really do leader things, if that and, makes and, sense. And especially compared to two other Sentai that I've watched where they've had leaders who were non-reds, yeah. Ninja White and Mega Black had plenty of moments to really establish themselves oh. as deep Sweet. characters with... huh? Tsurahime is badass. I'm just yeah. Tsurahime is how you do a non-red female lead for a Sentai mm -hmm. team. She is awesome. <laughs> Most definitely. Hakuren Rage is going to be so much fun when we take a look at that. Oh, I can't wait. But yeah, Tsurahime is, 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 is my girl. Like, I'm just going to say <laughs> I love that girl. But, uh, what do we want to give uh, 47 out of 10, guys? Uh, 47 out of 10, guys. Um... I'll still give it an eight because something we've been talking about one point here, but I do want to say this. This was a very good way to send Don Dornero out. Yeah. I actually liked what, how they closed off his role in the story here. Yeah. Because, because yeah. I remember, I remember last podcast or two podcasts ago when I brought up the idea that I thought that Dornero felt like he was eventually going to not necessarily turn good, but, maybe ride this line between like he would at least sort of team up with them to deal with Gian himself, you know, in his own way. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened. And when he shows his moral, you know, his moral compass is that when he needs to, he can do something good. It kills him. And that's actually kind of depressing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think this episode really did redeem Dornero for me, like especially with what he did, some of the things he did in the last batch of episodes, with like oh. his backstory and his connection to Gian and everything. I think he was redeemed as a character for me. He's so. not okay, so he's not a bad character. I like him as a character. Mm -hmm. I still dislike him as a villain. Yeah, that's why like, I was yeah. saying you. That's he's why I was using a character. Yeah, he's That's not why I was using the term character and not villain. Not, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But but to, to finish up my point, he had no qualities of being like a real villain, <laughs> like you know, I don't want to compare him to Rancic, but 
he had no real motivation to be evil. He just wanted some money. I mean, mm -hmm. he's just like a 30th crime boss. That's all he was, really. Yeah. Um, so I never really saw him as a villain. I was like, this is so weak. But I'm glad they did something with his character to make him more interesting because mm -hmm. I was kind of scared that they would leave him boring and just kind of yeah. there to fill the gap. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I mean, I'll get I'll give it an eight because I love how they closed out his story. Yeah, I'll give it eight as well for that reason. I want to give it an eight too, just on that. I'm sorry, mm -hmm. I'm not giving this an eight. Okay, I'm gonna give this like a six. Darnero makes it a six. Everything else, I was just frustrated. <laughs> the uh, don't blame you. Fair enough. Yeah, but, well, well, no, fair enough too. Yeah, I was like, fair enough. I was like, the Yuri stuff really drug it down for you, huh? Yeah. No, Yuri, but I've been saying this from the beginning. Yuri needs a lot of work, and she didn't get it. Yeah. So, and this Saban episode really does bring... Yeah. It with Jin. <laughs> Wait, what, Nate? At least Saban saw that Yuri needed work and said, and did it with Jin. I mean, at least Saban did something right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they gave, right. They gave us more than we bargained for with interest. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, now, um, now most of the um, rest of this in-game are kind of, kind of plays out like almost exactly like if you've seen the Time Force finale, then you kind of know what's going to happen. But there's some key differences here, and we'll go all over it. Um, so, uh, like, this is where uh, the end of time—that's what the Time Force finale is called—begins. Uh, uh, so. We get our uh, case file 48, The Return to the Future. Um, so, uh, you know, the Time Rangers are wondering, you know, how the Lambda 2000 can cause the great disappearance. Uh, Tatia has this nightmare where, you know, everyone's dying. And, uh, you know, he shares a moment with Yuri to cheer her up since she's uh, upset. Uh, you know, Doman has a, you know, flashes back to when, you know, a moment he had with Onami where... You know, she's all like, hey, listen, uh, I might not see you tomorrow, but no matter what happens, I've, I'm have i always happy to spend every moment I can with you, which, you know, just sweet stuff. I love this Doman and Onami stuff. They're such a sweet couple. Uh, and then um, so Gian unleashes a giant robot called the Neo Crisis. This robot was called Doomtron in uh, Power Rangers. Uh, and um, Taku discovers at the same time that the Lambda 2000 crystals, they give off an energy that has slowly eaten away at the space-time continuum, which has led to this moment. So uh, when Neo Crisis arrives, Naoto arrives, and he summons the V-Rex to battle, and that's what results in the Great Disappearing. You know, all these vortexes and portals, they appear in the sky, they're sucking up buildings left and right, and Taku says the Lambda 2000s that are being used by these two robots are high density, and that's what's causing the great disappearance. And they're saying, Naoto, you got to call off the V-Rex. But he's like, no, I can't do that because that'll, that'll leave the Neo Crisis free. Uh, Taku says, and then Taku also reveals, according to the historical records, Naoto, you're going to die today, uh, which is big. Um, so... Uh, with that, so there's no hope, and, you know, with all hope looking lost, uh, Tatsuya lures the others to the time ship. He activates the autopilot and locks them inside. You know, we get this big, you know, moment where he's like, hey, if you stop the great disappearance, that could affect the, your futures. 
I'm going to fight till the end because I want you guys to have a special. I want you guys to still have your futures. And the other Time Rangers, you know, they're crying, especially Yuri, and they disappear in the ship. And then the episode ends with, uh, well, first, before it ends, um, you know, Naoto's big power trip. Well, it's coming back to uh, bite him in the butt because uh, the city guardians show up and they say that Wataru got the defense chief that he was, you know, all buddy-buddy with fired. And this results in Naoto being relieved of his duties as time fire. And they try to confiscate the V commander because they can deactivate the voice recognition on it. And Naoto flees. He gets severely injured, protecting a little girl from the Zenit. Then Tatsuya comes and the episode ends with the Neo Crisis. Uh, you know, the V-Rex has been defeated, so the Neo-Crisis starts unleashing fire upon the city. And, um, you know, Naoto and Tatsuya flee for their lives. So uh, that wraps up this one. Uh, what do we, that wraps up uh, what happens in this uh, case file. What do we all think about this one, guys? Um, it, it It's kind of straightforward, I guess. It kind of... It's more of like a setup episode for the final two. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it establishes I, what's causing it. Um, the closure on Naoto's arc. And I mean, that's pretty much all there is to it, really. Yeah. So I, I go ahead, Rich. I'm just going to ask a quick question <clears throat> because I feel like we've talked about Lambda 2000 in the past, but. It's not really prevalent in the plot until now. Is that correct? Am I misremembering? It uh, they, was established. It was established like during the uh, the story arc where they the city guardians introduced a tank. Remember, yeah. it was powered by that way back okay. then when Gian introduced like his first mech or something when he yeah. attacked the, the 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 laboratory and everything, but. It's clear that they've been hinting at this thing being kind of important sporad sporadically throughout the season. So it, yeah. there has been some buildup to this. There's been a little buildup, but that's one of my complaints. Is I feel like it. they had buildup. They made attempts at it, but I feel like it didn't really get a lot of exposure before now. I, I do want to say this though, and now that you know we've seen it, I I want to give a shout out to this. Like this is, like this this is basically what I was talking about with the uh, with you know how the story and how the events is kind of handled a little bit better here than it was in Time Force. Because here's the problem. Because again, and I can bring this all up now. Every like there's been like a series of story, every major story arc in this series has ultimately led up to this. Like, first we have the thing with the time shadow where we establish the Lambda 2000s, like that's what Gian wants to do. <clears throat> then we have you know Time Fire showing up, which was part of an experiment from Gian. Then we had the G Zord, which establishes that like Gian, you know, Gian wanted to get something from the G Zord, and that ultimately is mm. where he builds it here. and Ultimately, this was Gian's in-game goal to like just screw over the space-time continuum and continue and cause a lot of destruction. Like the the issue that I have with the time force thing, and I've said this in all the other podcasts, and I can say it here: everything is just like an isolated incident. All of these things are just isolated incidents that aren't related, and there's very little explanation for 
how the vortexes are showing up in the sky when the Q-Rex is fighting Doomtron. Like, it's just, oh, these two monsters are fighting and they use the same power source. And that's somehow through no explanation really causing all these vortexes. Now, to be fair, they use as the explanation for why the time why the main five rangers can't summon their me their megazord here because the portals are like disrupting the system kudos to them for that because yeah. it doesn't make sense for alex to be a jerk and say no i'm not going to send you the megazord but uh so i'll give them kudos for that but this is something that just happens with no build-up in the time force episode and they don't and it's a very weak explanation on how the vortexes are appearing at all to begin with well, I think we talked about this. You can go, Anthony. I was going to say was that I think I might you might probably agree with this one. I think what it is is that they aren't really establishing too much about that because the ultimate goal really is to stop Rantic. I do understand that. Yes, that, that, that the whole space time continuum thing is important. And I'm not saying that it isn't. I think what it is that they're just Frax feels more or less like a sub boss before you get to the final boss, which is Rancic is probably why they kind of like put some of the stuff between him and the Rangers aside. And that, and like the final battle ultimately goes to fighting against Rancic. I think that's probably what it is. I mean, like, you know, like I said, you're not wrong for like, you know, saying that it doesn't make sense that they didn't bring this up into finer details. I'm just saying that's probably what, what the, what the writers were thinking of. We're just want to just get to get to the fight with Rancic. As we were ultimately wanting, wanting this is to get is to get the final showdown with, with Rancic. You know? Yeah, I get that. I get like the vortex is appearing has more of like significance to the plot in Time Ranger. I just kind of wish that like maybe like Circuit, like similar to what Taku says here, like mm -hmm. Circuit could say like, oh, these Trizerium crystals, because that's what they're called in the uh, in uh, Time Force. Uh, these Trizerium crystals, the more they're used, they give off this energy that like just slowly breaks away, like. I mean, you could just give that explanation for Circuit, like, because I mean, it's a because it plays a huge part in it, and I get that, like, you know, like it just kind of happens, but I mean, it does, it still plays a huge part in the whole plot of Time for in the in the end of time. So, and again, I mean, I I can agree with what you're saying that like ultimately the final battle is meant to like stop Rancic. It's just. But but it's still just kind of an issue that I always had. Like it, it always confused me when I was a kid too. Oh, we're gonna say even goes, it even goes back to uh something I was talking about a lot in the last pass of episodes during the ones where Ryuya came back. And it was that <clears throat> Time Ranger does a really good job of you know showing and thoroughly explaining the the cause and effect of things going on in the past affecting the future and everything mm -hmm. time and that was always one of the biggest complaints with time force is that stuff happened but it never explained it properly and yeah even even before watching time ranger and even going back to pe other people's like reviews about it, like i think we talked about it in our old old like digi ranger podcast years ago and linkara so. is and Linkara has even brought it up in his history of Power Rangers review of Time Force is that things are never explained. That's always been like a universal complaint about Time Force's plot. So it's just that's just for some reason they just never really wanted to like delve too much into it in that 
season's plot for whatever reason. And yeah. in hindsight, I don't know why. Maybe it's because you're right, Anthony. Maybe because here the objective wasn't necessarily to capture Dorn- Dornero. That was mm-hmm. Yuri's plan. And that's what mm-hmm. they thought their plan was. Yeah. And then that was flipped upside down when Ryu came back and said, well, actually, stop that thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that big, random, unyet-to-be-seen robot. Um, but in Time Force, that wasn't the case. You know, Rancic was the objective, like you said. And yeah. the whole time-altering thing was never... They kind of just adapted it because they had the footage for it and was in the Time Ranger script, you know, in hindsight. You know what? I'll even argue, I'll I'll add to this fact. I honestly think that because in Time Ranger, we established that everything that happened up to a certain point was due to what's supposed to happen. It's supposed to happen the way it was. Like, no, there was no time deviation or like that until was it episode three when they were supposed to fight uh they were supposed to fight one of the uh the first uh criminals and they were yeah. supposed to die at that point that's when it yeah. deviated but i think in time force rancid was always the one that caused all the stuff to happen him time traveling to the past caused you know everything that happened up to that point um the ronma ronma tank uh the crystals being made early, the serum being made early, um, all these different things was the cause of Rancic. I think this what that's probably what the difference between Time Force and Time Ranger is, is that one villain managed to cause a lot of deviation in the time timeline, whereas Time Ranger, it was it happens so the flow because of time of- happens the way it's supposed to happen because it's supposed to happen. But there was maybe some two or three deviations, but ultimately they were going the right direction. Well, I think, and we'll get to this in a little bit, Time Force's time deviations happen because of the villain. And Time Ranger, it's almost like self-inflicted wounds by the entire Time Patrol. Yeah. yeah. and it, Mainly Ryuma's hubris <clears throat> caused the problem, really. Yeah, we, yeah. we'll get to that in a we'll little bit. We'll get to bit. that. But yeah, I yeah. will get to that eventually. <clears throat> Yeah, no, Anthony will talk about that. We're gonna sit but, back with popcorn because I'm excited. But yeah, but yeah, I think I think it was poorly handled in Time Force in hindsight because Rancic was the main objective. When in Time Ranger, everything was building up to this time deviation, time collapse type of thing. But in Time Force, it seemed like a a secondary after effect of the main point of the season. Yeah. So it yep. was a lot more poorly handled because it wasn't. But yeah, yeah. What do we want to get forty-eight out of a out of a ten guys? Uh, six. I'm gonna go. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with a six two. Yeah, yeah. I think six is fine. All right, then we're gonna. uh, Next up, we're gonna do a case file forty-nine beyond the millennium. Uh, So, um. We're we're kind of shown things from like uh, multiple uh, points of view. So first, we we finally see our four time officers. They're back in the thirty first century, uh, three thousand one, um, and it's revealed by Captain Ryuya that the G Zord's defeat has led to a radical shift in the timeline, and that's actually resulted in some very positive things for them. Uh, Yuri's family uh, is alive. 
because uh, their assassination was foiled. Uh, Domont is a little bit funnier, but it's kind of cool. Uh, he was never permanently banned from fighting, so that's cool. But uh, in ISA's case, there's some great things that are happening for ISA. Uh, a cure has been discovered for his Osiris syndrome, so you know he'll be able to live. Uh, nothing with Xion because you know she, remember Xion's not from Earth, so he unfortunately doesn't get anything positive out of this. But uh, uh, always, it's always the the best. Well, one of the best characters always get the short end of the stick. Yeah, I found that. Yeah. Ex I found that explanation a little bit stupid. Oh, sorry, this time warping thing only affects Earth. Yeah, I don't. What? I I have. I, have I don't think that's how that works in general. But we'll get that at later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so stupid. Like but, a lot of the things that they do in this, I I find kind of silly. But unfortunately, the great disappearance still happened, so they're worried about what happened to Tatsuya and Naoto, and uh, they also have to have their memories erased. Now, uh, back in the 21st century, uh, you know, Naoto is taken to safety, and, you know, they have this brief moment where Naoto says, like, hey, you and I, we're not so different because we're both obsessed with power. It's just Naoto has spent his whole life chasing it, and Tatsuya has spent his whole life running away from it, but... Tatsuya is like, nah, I mean, it's too late to, you know, you say it's too late for us to change our fate, but, you know, I'm going to change it myself. You know, he does his old Tatsuya thing. And here we get a moment that, uh, this is kind of insane how I'm going to describe this. So, so Tatsuya is fighting off Zenit, and uh, Naoto leaves to the shelter because he's trying to catch the pet bird of a little girl of the little girl that he saved before. And keep in mind, as Naoto is doing all this, Captain Ryuya is in a control room, and he's inputting data. So keep in mind, everything that is about to happen, Captain Ryuya is directly responsible for this. So Captain Ryuya goes to the control room where he says that Naoto, the time fire and pilot of the V-Rex, he is going to die on the date. Now, the computer says, and it's very important because we're going to find out what happens in the next episode, the name of the pilot, Naoto, is incorrect, but Ryuya just, uh, you know, manually overrides it so that it's so that it's Naoto. And once he enters it, uh, as Naoto is catching the bird, the Zenit walks up behind him and shoots him in the back. And then... Uh, Tatsuya comes to Naoto a little bit later and, you know, Naoto says that he needs to try to change his fate because it's too late for him. And uh, he removes his V commander and give it, gives it to Tatsuya and Naoto dies. Before Anthony and Patrick go off, I got to ask one question that'll lead to my own rant when Anthony's done, because I think that's where Anthony's going to rant. No, I, I think you'll rant. I'm gonna say I'm gonna rant a little bit here, but also in the next episode. Okay. I, I just I just have to ask the question before Anthony goes off on this episode okay. then. Is the implication that the minute he types in that manual override entry, did that kill Naoto? I'm Was pretty there a sure. I'm pretty oh, sure. Okay. So when Anthony's done ranting, I have a rant of my own. But Anthony, I'm going to give it over to you, man. Patrick, you can talk later. Okay. 
I mean, she that man did not have to die that way. I was like, are you freaking serious? Are you kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me? Like, I this is really more as a rant toward Ryuga just yet. This is more or less a rant of how Naoto dies. This man literally fought tooth and nail to get the power that he had, only to ultimately just die because he wanted to save two birds. And no, I'm not, not saying him saving the two birds was bad and not saying that. But what I'm saying is that, like, yeah, he just so happened to see, oh, the two birds are there. I'm going, like, dude, you just got shot. You got shot a bunch of times. You're in the hospital. Stay your ass in the hospital. Like, what were you thinking, dude? You couldn't just ask somebody, like, hey, could you help me get these birds or whatever? Like, something. And then the stupid freaking Zenith come out of nowhere? Like, what, where'd you come from? He's like, I'm just on patrol, patrol, patrol. Like, oh, oh. I love how you were moving your arms like the, like <laughs> he was doing the little dance that they do. <laughs> like, oh, Sorry, look at me. I love that little dance. Like, oh. <laughs> oh, time fire. Let me shoot him. And, and like, yeah. like, like, was there a reason you needed to shoot him? That you just wanted to shoot it because he was there? Like, you got killed by the can can robots. How do you feel? <laughs> <laughs> I would have preferred, honestly, him just going out in a blaze of glory. Like, him go, like, this is going to sound pretty messed up, but if he had, remember, I think he's on top of the, the, uh, yeah, the V Rex that time. I would for him to die that way, you know, exploding to death and just going like, uh, you know, I, I would have been okay with him dying, like the, when he got injured when uh, Topsy found him to begin with. Like, yeah, he got like blown to bits by the by the guy's den. Cool, he's dead. That's fine. It's a yeah. heroic death. Yeah, this was. I want to say it's just a weak ending for a great character. Yeah, and I've go ahead. No, go ahead. No, because I will say is that like I'm not gonna spoil anything by the way when I say this, but I have seen better six ranger deaths because there are not that many of them, but there are quite a few. And this is the all part of the weakest. And I've seen like what maybe four or five six ranger deaths. This is the Barai weak part of the or weakest. Or Naoto. Uh, uh, I would say that he's definitely weaker than Barai's, honestly. I mean, and that's saying best- a lot. The best death is uh, Abar Killer. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I spoiled myself on that already. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, you already knew. That, wait, 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 wait. We, yeah, did, no, but... we, we did go Kaiju. Was that kind of, that basically counts as a spoil for you, right? Because. Oh, yeah. I didn't establish, yeah. Yeah. Because he established that he was already dead. It's all. No, but Do you think it's okay? I walk... it... Go ahead. I, I watched the Abar Ranger death scene. Oh, okay. Okay. Go ahead. Do you think it's okay how Eric gets injured by only one? Cyclobot. I well, mean, that was injury. That was that was a moral to injury. But the fun fact, I actually, I'm glad you brought this up, um, Nate. They were going to actually kill off Eric at that moment, but they changed their mind at the last minute. They was like, "Nah, we'll we'll let him we'll let him live," because that no, that was the point that he was supposed to die. Well, they, uh, they filmed two. They filmed two versions. They filmed the one mm-hmm. that they used, and then they filmed one where he died, and then they yep. ran it past Fox, and then Fox says, "No, we don't want to." Fox kids, I mean, they they don't want they don't want to have the death scene. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and then they had to go and reshoot the whole final scene at the beach specifically just to include Eric. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, 
Okay, so are you done, Anthony? Can I say something here? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. You're good. All right. I feel like they screwed him up a little bit doing that. Not because, not for the reason that you're talking about, but also he was just starting to see the air of his ways after he mm -hmm. got injured in a hospital bed. But he didn't really get a chance to do anything with that. Yeah. Like they had this big buildup. And I was expecting, okay, I know he's going to die. He'll probably die in episode 50 after he does something cool to kind of redeem himself. Like maybe he and Tachi will go out and fight together or something, and that's where he dies. But no, he, he dies before he can really get that chance. And that kind of is a deterrent in his character story a little bit for me. Like they had a chance to do something more with him, and they just chose to kill him. I, I think the way I kind of interpret it and I see what you're saying, but I, I think what, and to be fair, it's still bad that they're using him to try to, you know, further Tatsuya's story arc. But I feel like the implication, especially with how, uh, you know, Tatsuya reacts to his death is that, you know, Naoto makes this big speech to Tatsuya about how, our our fates are written in stone and we're not you know and there's no way we can change it and tatsuya like heroically says no i'm gonna change it and i think with naoto like he wants to you know he wanted to change everything but his death is like ultimately a result of like ultimately his death is a result of the fact that he's been chasing power and just being an anti-hero and just kind of being a jerk and to the point where the by Naoto dying, they're kind of giving Tatsuya the message of like, well, what is the point of me trying to change my fate? Because at the end of the day, I can't escape it. And it brings Tatsuya to like a big critical moment where his whole life of, you know, thinking that he can change and like make his own destiny. Like this is his ultimate, like, this is the ultimate critical point where he's just wondering, oh my God. <laughs> Maybe I can't change it because if Naoto couldn't change, even though he wanted to do it, I'm screwed, basically. So maybe that's that's how I kind of interpret it. Like Naoto's death is supposed to be the big point where Tatsuya kind of realizes maybe he just can't change his fate. But that that steepens Naoto's character down to being a catalyst for another character. But him on his own, I think he deserved more. Yeah, definitely agree I'm, with that. I haven't had a chance to say anything, and I've been sitting on, I've been thinking about this while you guys were talking, and I think Riz brought up the point of <clears throat> he should have died way before this, and I think that would have been a better way to send him out because he's been basically manipulating people, stabbing people in the back, doing all this stuff, and it all finally caught up to him when he was put on the run from the other city guardians to retrieve his, his um, V brace or whatever that V commander. Yeah. And then when he gets gunned down by the Zenits, that would have been, I think that would have been the perfect place to, for him to just be done because this, this weird thing of them trying to sort of maybe redeem him at the last second thing just didn't work for me. I think it would have been fitting of he was never a good guy. I'm sorry. 
he's not a he's not a good guy. He's never been a good guy. They should have had him go out due to his own mistakes. And the when he got gunned down trying to protect that kid, that should have been it. He gets no chances to redeem himself. He gets no moments of glory. He was a reckless punk who backstabbed people. It caught up to him and it killed him. That's yeah. how it should have gone. I don't, I don't like how they tried to stretch it out for another episode to try to make us more to make us pity him. And that's the problem with this season, man. They they do all these last minute things to try and make you feel more for them, but it falls flat on their face. This is two for two now. Well, I mean, Yuri's, I think it was too little too late. Yeah. This was them trying to overdo something. Yeah. Well, but see, they're trying too much and too little in the wrong places. I mean, I understand the perspective of trying to maybe give him a little bit something to where it makes his death seem more tragic. Like right when he finally sees it, you know, it's too late for him. But that wasn't never his character. No, I mean, he was all you, of saw, the you saw glimpses of him showing, you know, maybe a little bit of empathy here and there. Mm-hmm. Like when, when, like, like, look at the the episode, the Christmas episode or the New Year's episode, a few episodes back that we did in the last podcast where ISA told him we need money to keep tomorrow research open. So he comes by and gives him the money and says, just wash this, wash the V-Rex, you know, <laughs> it, it was, it was something, but yeah. Yeah, he did it. He he still had his arrogance about him with it, you know. But like, see, he, he, like he was almost mocking them that he was able to give them the money more than it being anything exactly. else. So yeah, him being gunned down and then that's it. And then Tatsuya seeing him on the ground gone, you know. And then he takes the V Commander for himself, and like Val is like, "Well, you couldn't change yours. I'm going to change my fate." using the power like using and in, in, in your honor i'm going to use you know the cute the v-rex to do it type of thing see, like, I, the, I feel like it also would have helped toxia now that i'm saying this out loud yeah yeah and see here like, the motivated him more <clears throat> the other problem here is it's not like naoto didn't know he was gonna die yeah i told him ahead of time so yeah. He should have been careful. Well, it's more like he didn't buy into it, and then that recklessness came back to bite him finally, you know? Exactly. Like, they they did, they went a certain way, and then they realized it's too hard. So they wanted to backtrack it a little bit, and they can't. Yeah. You can't backtrack somebody that far gone. That is true. I think if he had found. Let me let me finish that sentence for it. Quick. It's not... Okay, okay, go for it. Okay, if he had been given more opportunity throughout his run to give us more glimmers of him possibly being a good guy, then okay, fine, we'd have something to work with here. Like Eric, Eric showed time and time again that while he is the antihero, when Sit gets down to it, he is willing to work with them. And he's willing to be a team player when he needs to be. Mm-hmm. He may not agree with all their philosophy, but at the end of the day, he was their sixth ranger. Naoto was never a sixth ranger for these guys. Nope, none whatsoever. He, he yeah. just wore and a that, sentai suit. That's it. 
Yep. And that's going back to the point that I was saying that because he was depicted more as an antagonist to the time Rangers or the Tatu specifically, he didn't deserve a ceremonious death at all. And they tried to give him one. So. Yeah. Uh, Do we want to move on just to wrap up the plot of this one guys? Oh yeah, we didn't finish the plot synopsis for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. no. uh, but, okay, just to, to kind of wrap it all up, uh, you know, Tatsia, you know, he's afraid that he might not be able to escape his fate. And, uh, you know, the other Time Rangers are uh, guilty over their better future coming at the cost of Tatsia's future. Uh, and the episode ends, we get, they don't actually show the main ending credits. Like we get like this big song that starts playing while Tatsia... You know, Tatsia morphs and he goes to fight all the Zenit. And at the same time, these robots arrive to take the officers to have their memories erased. But then they're like, no, we're not going to do this. And uh, I, I think it's Shion that does it. But like he knocks one of the robots out and they beat them both up. And then they say, we're going to go back and save Tatsia. And the episode ends with, uh, you know, Tatsia continues to fight. And uh, the four officers rush to find a way to return. Uh I think we pretty much already addressed the Amitavis with Naoto's death and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the only thing I want to say here, though, is that um, th- this is another um, thing where, and I, I hate to say this, but this is a point where Time Ranger giving the other three, uh, you know, ISA, Domon, and Xion, Xion to, to a lesser extent in this case, but especially ISA and uh, Domon, this is kind of where Time Ranger has the advantage because the problem I have with Time Force's finale is that, like, them going back to help Tatsia comes with some pretty major, you know, consequences. Yeah, sacrifices. Like, yeah. Yuri, Yuri's yeah. Fa- fam- Yuri is sacrificing a future where her family is alive. ISA is sacrificing a future where he can live without having to worry about dying from the disease. And Domon, okay, fine. His thing is a little bit more trivial, but you get what I mean. Like, like in Time Force, like, I, like, okay, Jin still has Alex, even though she lost him. But first of all, I mean, that ends up kind of being a little useless because she and she already knew that she still had Alex. And I mean, she ends up giving Alex back her engagement ring anyway. So she breaks it off with Alex anyway. Like what, what we, they don't establish how great of a future the other ones have. Like, cause we don't have any story for what Lucas, if Lucas had anything in his future, same with Katie or trip, like we're given something of substance here. Like we're, there are some, there is a lot that they have to sacrifice just to go back and help Tatsuya while here, like, it seem it seems like why wouldn't you go back and help Wes to help him? Yeah, it's not like you're losing anything. And yes, them going back to help Wes is very noble because they love Wes. He's a member of their family, and it's great. But it's almost like a no, duh, you're gonna go. And yeah, yeah. It's like you're not giving up anything for yeah. this. It's almost as if you're just yeah, we're going there because we want to help him. But like, you're not. You don't really lose anything you know there's nothing really yeah that's that's like if you guys go back there then the future will, will be altered and you won't you know things will be the same or whatever it's like but 
you didn't establish that in the show, so why should we even care? Like, well, it's also instance, like, uh, I'm sorry. Um, go ahead. It's also this is rewarding your your audience for having good characters because yeah, you get you get this final payoff of you know what these three specifically because this doesn't really affect Sheon any outside of he just wants his friend to be okay, but they've had these long season long things of you know what their struggles are they've been fearful of them and you know concerned about how can they work past them well now they finally have those things handed to them and it makes this decision of theirs heavy when mm-hmm. in time force like you said the characters being so underwhelming in this case it doesn't and the only person who really was really affected by this is jen and like you said it it was, <laughs> she basically chose to screw over her own, you know, you know, hand off her own uh, good outcome from this anyway. So, like, and I'll and I'll even add on to it real quick because, like, you could have had something more, especially with Katie, because Katie was the one who was fearful the mm-hmm. most about changing change the timeline because of her parents and her brother. What could have happened is that Kate's family. After them time traveling, they're gone. Like, yeah. boof, boof, just just dead. Or like, just they, adapt, or just adapt the dead family arc that Yuri had, but give it to Katie. Yeah, yeah. But and and with them traveling back to the present, with due to well, West, you know, mm-hmm. t- taking them back there, all of a sudden, Katie has her family back. Her family's mom calling like, Katie, are you okay? Like, and then she's like, Mom, like you know, that would have been very emotional for her, but. Here's the caveat. If they travel back to save Wes, she will lose her family all over again. And they're not coming back. There's no like, oh, well, no, they're gone. If you 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 travel back to time to save Wes at this time, you are going to lose your family for good this time. And I mean, I'm not sure what they could have done with Lucas. I mean, part of me just wants to say, I mean, you're already going pretty dark with Time Force, so just go ahead and adapt. I just say so. Yeah. Cyrus syndrome plot. In that kind of would have helped this character a lot for me, honestly. Yeah, like again, like th- this is a part. Like this is honestly the part where Time Ranger having three characters with like established motivations, some of them better than others, but like you know, it helps out. While with Time Force, Lucas, Katie, and Trip not being interesting characters kind of catches up with it here, and it just and becomes did a they even establish that? Trip being Zybrian is, I mean, because I'm pretty sure there are other Zybrians out there. That he's not the last Zybrian on Earth or, or or in the universe, really. It's just he just has to be has to be an alien. Well, yeah, but they, but they don't like give him the whole like she like with Sheon. He's the last who Marty. No, no, no I'm no, I'm saying I'm saying they didn't they establish that right that he that he's not the last Zybrian. That's what I'm asking. No, no, they never established. Yeah, that. so so what's why do we even care? Like he's. He's he's good. Like he got other Zyber to talk to. Like so yeah, like this is just some pretty heavy-handed stuff here. And and that's why I mean I get the issues with Naoto's story art, but if we uh but if we remove that, like honestly, the the stuff with the other people having a legit dilemma on whether or not they should go back and help Tatsuya, that makes me give this uh, a nine out of ten because that's that's just mm-hmm. incredibly deep. It's noble too, because like I said, they're giving up a lot to, yeah. to help him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
that alone deserves a nine for me. Yeah, definitely a nine. Yeah, even putting aside our problems with Naoto's death, I mean, I still don't think it's bad. It just kind of was a, it kind of tampered with how I great think, it could have been if they yeah. went another direction with yeah. it. But yeah, yeah, but the, everything else about this episode, I thought was it's nine worthy for sure. Yeah. All right, we are going to wrap up with Case File 50 to an infinite tomorrow. This is the, well, okay, technically it's not the final episode because they had a clip show ahead of the 25th anniversary thing. We don't count um, that. <laughs> I don't count that at least. I might go watch it later for funsies, but I'm not going to care about podcasting it. Yeah, neither am I. Uh, th this is the official ending. Um, so, uh, so the first half of the episode uh, actually revolves around the uh, four officers trying to, uh, return uh you know return um to the uh to the present uh this is all happening while tatsuya is finding the zenith uh they meet with taku uh taku got discarded and they make a plan to return uh domon and shion infiltrate the time jet gamma and uh while yuri gets the chrono changers back and uh, isa attempts to open the hangar to allow them to escape but then he gets stopped by uh captain ryuya and he says Hey, ISA, do you really want to do this? Because come on, man. Come on. You'll be alive if you don't go back. So come on, man. Come on. Come on. And uh, ISA says, no, I want to go and save uh, ISA. And then they get into a huge brawl, uh, which ends with ISA shooting Ryuya. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to okay, I'm going to explain everything about Ryuya now and then I'm going to and then I'm gonna break and then I'm gonna break this chain that's holding Anthony back so that he can go on his rant. So <laughs> so um so Taku does a little bit of studying as Ryuya is slowly dying and uh Good. here's what happens. So six years ago Ryuya was sucked into a time pulse uh, during the G Zord experiment and he was exposed to two different futures in the time pulse where either the G-Zord killed Gian, because remember, he had prevented Gian from being killed in that arc. And then the G-Zord proceeded to destroy the entire 21st century. Or Gian in the Neo-Crisis destroyed most of the 21st century. But in both these timelines, Ryuya was always time fire, and he was the V-Rex pilot, and... He was going to die in all of this. So he intentionally hid the V-Rex and he said, because uh, remember, uh, there was no data or information that Taku had on the V-Rex. Now we know because he, you know, intentionally hid all of it. And he set everything up for Naoto to become time fire in his place so that Naoto would die and not him. So in other words, a lot of everything that's just happened is that he he was doing all this just to save his own butt and you know the time rangers tell him off for sacrificing someone else and ryuya is you know just seeing like dang i went through all this trouble to save my life and i still ended up dying and then he dies okay chain's broken go ahead anthony he's a little you know what okay you know what i'm, I'm, I'm like let me, let me, let me get, get comfortable let me get comfortable real quick he he revved up for that too. He like <laughs> leaned into the camera. <laughs> the man is a freaking coward. You mean to tell me that 
another man had to die for you to live. It it's like, oh well, I saw my teacher and and I'm gonna die. Like, uh, like uh. you should have manned up. Like, like you do not fathom the cowardice of this man. This dude is such a fucking ooh, just he's also a hypocrite. Yes, because he was going on about. This is changing the time stream. You know, we got to do that. And then he throws someone else into his position. Like, like what a, what a loser. What a punk. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, exactly what he punk. is. He's a freaking loser. He's a punk. He, does, he deserves everything. You know what? The moment he freaking died, I laughed my butt off. I laughed. I laughed. I, like, that's how much like, I was like enjoying him dying. Like, I was like, <laughs> It's all no. This is literally what we were just talking about with Naoto. How he shouldn't have gotten an unceremonious, you know, an yep. unceremonious death. That's what that's that's what he got. It was yeah. satisfying, and that's that's, that's satisfying. He got what he deserved. Definitely, <laughs> most definitely. You know what, Riz? I actually understand why you hate uh, John so much. I get it. You may, I mean, yeah, these are two different characters. Don't get me wrong, but I understand your hatred toward a certain red and i get it now it's like you know what yeah i would wish everything bad to happen to this character and only this character he can <laughs> he can just die and go to all he wants to i will i will literally if, if he has one enemy that enemy is me if all the, if he has no enemies then i'm dead if he has a faction of enemies i am one of them <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. I will say, <laughs> if I'm going to rate Anthony's rant in terms of rib ranting, I'm going to give you an 8 out of 10. Oh, that's fair. Okay. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm not even done yet. No, 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 no. no. I'm not oh, even done oh, yet. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh. All right. Let, let's see it. And also the fact that instead of just accepting what you were going through is like, you know what? I'm going to die anyway. I'm at least going to die, you know, like trying to be like the best person I could be. No, what you do, you sit up here and you let Gian live or let, or prevent him. That's the thing that pisses me off the most. He is, he was preventing the death or defeat of Gian, not for the benefit of the future. He did it for himself. Doesn't it piss me off even worse? You sit up here and you helping the ops. The well, ops mean ops for other people you don't know. Ops is just a short term for like um, opposition or opponent. Um, it's a term that people use like nowadays. Is like to, are we to really that lazy that we can't say the full word? That that's that's how it is today, and you know that's the lingo. Sorry, kids. <laughs> but yeah, like that's just oof, like. Yeah. Him dying was so satisfying. And the fact that it's like, dude, you couldn't even win a struggle between a gun. Mind you, you were you were throwing hands, you know, in the past in the present, you know, fighting against Zenith and all that stuff, being time red, but you but you lost to a gun struggle? No, what you been what you been doing this whole time? Come on now, that's pathetic. That makes you that makes you know you're a loser, but also makes you just so weak too. Like my God, yeah, but you he he makes Alex look so much better because yeah, Alex was a jerk, whatever. But he at least 
had the DC to be a, you know, to help out in the end. I don't know why they made to a made to a jerk. I don't know why. I think it's probably just because of how the time range script was. But yeah, they, <laughs> like the dude just overall sucks as a person. <laughs> and it doesn't help the fact that like he knew all this was going to happen. And I'm pretty sure because I know me wrong. I, I'm trying to remember in the beginning when he chose you know the four officers, of course. I think him and Lyle had switched after that. And then she was in the pilot seat. She was pretending to be him and, you know, uh, shot Taku and uh, they were able to time travel to the, pet, to the present. Yeah. I think he froze. His ranting broke the internet. Let me, I'll, pay, I'll pick up here. Talk about one of the most unlikable scumbags Sentai has ever introduced. And... This is talking even with um, Rackless being a character we've talked about in recent memory. Yeah. You know, <laughs> who I'm talking about characters that you love to hate. Um, okay, but Rackless is a fun character. Yeah, but I, I enjoyed Rackless. I enjoyed hating on him. Yeah, it I was fun to hate him. hating on Ryura. Yeah, this. Yeah, well, I. I'm, I will say, though, I do like what they did to him compared to Alex <clears throat> by comparison, because Alex ultimately didn't really mean anything in the grand scheme of Time Force's plot when you think about it in hindsight. Yeah. Um, Aside from just uh, being Jen's motivation. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, half of her motivation. <laughs> all I'm going to say in relation to Anthony's rant is that... Uh, you know, if there's one thing that you could say that, uh, you know, proves that ISA is better than Lucas, all Lucas did was stand up to Alex. ISA murdered that guy. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. I will definitely give you that. Okay. okay. So um, during my, I'm, I guess my initial little hiccup with the internet. Oh, no, it's not um, done. <laughs> what, what was, what was, what is the all that you heard so far from me? You were talking about Lila, like disguising herself as Captain Rhea or something like that. Oh, yeah. Was that? So well, that was accurate, right? So he, it was Ryuga. He chose the, the, the four um, time range initially. And then after that, uh, they, they well, I guess he had to have known she, they switched and she pretended to be him, right? Well, that was part of the history. They established that. Yeah. The... yeah so, so he knew about that, too. Yeah. So it's like, now he, now he just letting people take his identity, too. That's just... See, yeah. another another thing to hate. <laughs> yes, I consent to this identity theft. Man, what <laughs> <Right>? with you? <laughs> I can get a list, y'all. <laughs> Don't make things this wrong with this character. You you've said enough. We get it. Yeah, uh, no, uh, you're good. I'm joking. I'm joking. You're good. I said what I need to say. I'm sad. That's my turn, right? Yo, yeah, yeah. You go ahead, take the floor, really? man. Oh, okay. take the floor. <laughs> I have a rant. Go it's ahead. Related to Anthony's rant, but it's different. Anthony ranted about the character. I'm going to rant about the damn timeline and the time travel science here. Because that makes no freaking sense to me. Guess what? Time travel stories always have this problem. <laughs> no. Okay. Most time travel stories follow the simple rules of Back to the Future or Terminator. Where in Back to the Future, when you go back in time, you don't go back into your time. You go into like an alternate universe time because any action you take once you travel back in time creates the alternate universe. 
Now, not the Dragon Ball do, approach. Correct. Yeah. Now, when you do the Terminator thing, you travel back into your own time and you just change the future, no big deal. They didn't do either one. <laughs> they did their own thing, yeah. They did something different and it made no sense. <laughs> like, they don't even follow their own rules. So, literally, this guy, Ryo, Ryura, whatever, I can't, I'm not, he doesn't even deserve to be given a proper name. Trash is what, no, he's hot garbage. No, yeah, no, he's no, hot garbage. He's not hot garbage. Hot garbage is somebody else. Well, I'm he calling is, hot garbage, so that's just me. He is scum master. He is scum master. Scum master. Scum trash. That's, that sounds like a product you use to clean your uh, bathtub. Scum master. Scum master. <laughs> but okay, let, let's do a recap here. First, he sends them all back in time with the intent of saving himself, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's already predetermined that he's going to die because he died. So nothing he did mattered. He just all, got someone else killed. He got someone yeah. else killed in the process. And he claims to only have seen two possible outcomes. But guess what? They didn't take either option. They took a third one where this sensory is fine. That sensory is fine. ISA still gets the cure. The mm. only person who gets any heartbreak is Do- my man Domon. Because my man Domon has to leave his sweet little honey behind in the 20th century. Mm-hmm. But literally, there are no consequences. Like, I know we all love ISA, but I wouldn't have minded if the sacrifice he made going back in time meant the cure didn't exist anymore when he went back. Right. But they gave, they took all the best possible outcomes, gave no repercussions for anything except <clears throat> Naoto dying, which in the grand scheme of things, nobody but his mama cared. Dang, bro. <laughs> mm. I mean, who cared? Patrick didn't care. I didn't care. I don't think Anthony cared. Nathan, you might have cared because you're a, you're a nice guy, but I cared a little. I cared a little <laughs> bit. I, didn't care. I cared a little bit, but that's it. I didn't I mean, like. I cared. I mean, he's still one of my favorite six rangers, so I mean, I care to see him die. But like as a person, no, I don't care. Okay. Well, yeah. I was. Well, I was. I cared a little bit, but I was more annoyed than anything else. So, yeah. so I mean, but, it's like if it's like if Kaiba died. Like, okay, I think Kaiba's a cool guy, and I don't want to see him die. But if I knew Kaiba in real life, I'd be like, damn. Yeah, yeah, you die. You die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it took so, you long enough. Long enough. <laughs> <laughs> but literally, they go back and forth in time, and the, the rules just don't make sense. Like, there's literally nothing about this that I could be like, okay, I get it. It's fine. It follows the rules of time travel according to one of the two mainly adopted things for time travel as a genre. It did its own thing, and it didn't even remember the rules half the time. Because on one hand, they're like, oh yeah, there's only two possible outcomes. Guess what? They found a third one. How'd they do that? <clears throat> that shouldn't have been possible. If, he, if it, they all believe in the 30th century that, oh, 
there's only two predetermined ways it can go, then how to get a third way? And you're going to tell me that the people in the 30th century who basically made Power Rangers of the ability to time travel didn't know how time travel worked? Nah, that's not possible, bro. So this, uh, my biggest question, unless you're unless you still got more go to for say, it. go for it, go for it. Is is he truly the the highest ranking person in this? No, in this. How did nobody catch him doing this? That's the other thing. <laughs> there, if if you have well, no, 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 no. <clears throat> I think they established that like um with with the police like. He was the captain, so like he was the highest on the time protection bureau. So he would have. So I think it's more implied that like he does have high ranking, so he's technically able to go in and do that. Now technically he's not supposed to, but because they he's should the highest ranking a, guy who would have access to that. Here, here's the thing: if you have a a system, a system, <laughs> or a, a, a organization like this that's meant to deal with time. Like anomalies in time, trumping back in time, you shouldn't have one single person overlook everything. You should have like a council, like yeah. a group of people yeah. overlook everything. So if somebody does something like this, you can catch them and fix it. The fact that yeah. this one guy was able to run loose and do this stuff without anybody knowing about what he was doing is pretty stupid. Okay. <laughs> it's, it, it establishes that like their role type of like. It's like leaving a kid, like you know, by himself in a store, and he just wrecks everything. You're just surprised at what what happened. With, yeah, no, like, there, there should be more people overlooking this than just him. Because if they had any like high end like council or like overseers of time or whatever the heck you want to call them, and they catch this, like, wait a minute, aren't you supposed to be the one dying in that time for our outfit? And then they throw him into the past and let him right. die in the, <laughs> and, and that's the thing that time force did better in my opinion they established early on that some high rank commander couldn't build another time step to go back and help them they were on their own they could, all they could do was send the megazord back when they needed it that right. was fine Alex wasn't the highest of high right. powers right yeah, exactly. he wasn't high. but then okay you remember that question I asked like two recaps ago for the episodes, like I think it was episode 48 or 47 about did him overriding the data kill Naoto? And y'all said yes. I There's don't want to think it I don't want to think it did. I think it's just that he put it in the database as it happened because it was now true. I don't think <clears throat> The way it was written lends itself to me to think that, no, we had to write it in the system for him to die. Because he literally died as soon as it happened. It wasn't he died and he wrote it into the system. It's he wrote it in the system, then he died. If he but, has that much power, then why didn't he just write it to where he lived? Exactly! <laughs> like, if that's how, if that's that's how it actually worked. And that's <clears throat> the problem with the time travel magic in here is it doesn't make any sense. If you have the ability to write into history what you want to have happen, counts it or not, then <clears throat> why not have written in a third option to save your ass, not kill some innocent man, and save both 
centuries without losing the other. And that doesn't even get me started on the other thing that's stupid. But I'm going to let y'all comment on this first before I get there. <laughs> no, no, no questions, comments? Okay, moving on. <laughs> I, I'm going to put up a disclaimer here first. I don't remember how Time Force handled this. And maybe that they did the same thing. So I'm going to have the same problem there when I do my rewatch of it. But if we're going to say that the Great Disappearance means that a whole century is wiped out of existence, then how is the 30th century still intact? Like, there's a gap in the timeline. What happened there? How do you explain that? That is a good question because didn't they establish yeah, was- that like one of the time periods that the was it the G Zord that destroyed it or was it Great Crisis? Was it Crisis? It, because it was they Neo did, Crisis. Okay, it, Neo Crisis. They did use they did use the term completely destroyed that time period in time. Yes. If that's the case, then their time period shouldn't exist at all, right? Exactly. Yeah. It. If, if they want to stop the Great Disappearance because they want to save their timeline, then they got to save the 20th century as well. Because well, their I, timeline I, I think exist. the implication, it, like, because we see some stories like this too, where, like, you could probably say that, like, the 30th century is a post apocalyptic, but, like, ultimately, like, like, we've seen stories before where, like, the apocalypse has happened, but like some humans have survived and right, terminator yeah but then ultimately you know after you know all the smoke clears and everything the world is able to be rebuilt and like the apocalypse had to happen for a utopian type of future to go like i because i think like I, I know this isn't like this isn't exactly this isn't an amazing movie i'm not a huge fan of it but like I think that was kind of the route that they were going with this uh, Steven Spielberg movie, although it was supposed to be a Stanley Kubrick movie originally, uh, called uh, AI, where like the polar ice caps melted and there was the apocalypse. But then over the years, humanity like adapted and they rebuilt into this new like utopian type of future. And uh, I would agree with you, except the official subtitles say the great disappearance means that they're wiping out a whole century of time. That means nothing is there. It's just blank. But then how, but then wouldn't that mean, but then also like, wouldn't that also, isn't there also the possibility? Cause you know, we see aliens and like all these different creatures in the 30th century. And I mean, you know, so wouldn't it be possible for like, you know, humans to come in No, no, no not humans, but like, or, or maybe humans from, like, an alternative world. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, King Oger just established that, like, there are humans that are from Earth that were on Shakyu. And I'm not saying that – I'm not saying that it's actually Shakyu, but there could be other humans. It, it's like in the Power Rangers universe, how we have worlds like KO-35. Yeah, but humans. they don't establish that. They don't say anything about it. They just kind of let you kind of think, oh, we're okay killing 100, period, 100 years of time. Mm-hmm but not the other, what you're doing is you're trying to rationalize what doesn't exist in the continuity. I guess. And I, mm. and I mean, th- this was also, I mean, it, it's kind of weakly explained and like uh, in, 
you know, Time Force, how, you know, like, apparently, like, Wes saved the city, but he also died, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, wouldn't he have, like, I mean, if he died, then, like, who would be able to, like, stop Frax and everything? But, yeah. like, oh, so... Well, Actually, if he died, how did how if he died? How did Alex exist? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and <laughs> like, should be the same should be for you, for you, Yuria, because aren't they, you know, ancestor yeah. to, you know, the yeah. thing. He, I mean, admittedly, the thing that always bugged me with Time Force is that like you're letting Eric and Wes keep their Ranger powers when they're supposed to be made like thousands of years later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that well, always bothered me. No, like, it bothered me too. But I understand that a little bit more. Well, we because, can talk about that when we get to the yeah. End when we get to the verse, oh. we can talk about it. But no, I mm-hmm. I hate the time travel aspect in this season because none of it adds up. And the biggest grievance I have with the last one I mentioned about wiping out literal years of time and replacing it with nothingness. And somehow we still have people in the future. Yeah, that's something that they probably should have explained more because it kind of confused me a little bit too. <clears throat> Confuse you instead of made you like unless it was a confused. unless it was a mistranslation. I mean, I don't think so. But I I looked at different places for this. But anyway, you guys want to move on with the the remainder of yeah. Let's keep the going. second half. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, Taku activates the time jet and they escape. They arrive in the twenty first century. Uh, um, you know, and just as the great disappearance begins, the other Time Rangers arrive and they use Time Jet Gamma to blow Neo Crisis away and uh, damage it to kind of take it out of commission for a little bit. Then the Time Rangers show up and they all they destroy all the remaining Zenit and then they vow that they're going to fight with Tatsuya to save the 21st century. And they formulate this plan to uh, use the DV Defender to transformed uh, V-Rex's Lambda 2000 crystal into a Zeta-3. That was a, that's a crystal from the 30th century. And that'll give it enough power to neutralize uh, the Lambda 2000 and stop the Great Disappearance. Uh, they f- the other four find out that Naoto has died because uh, Tatsu reveals he has the V-Commander. And, you know, they mourn his death. Uh, while Xion is adjusting the DV Defender, uh, we get a really big moment where kind of a sad moment that honestly, like I've watched this moment several times, even before I watched Time Ranger, but it still kind of makes me cry. Even as this happens, uh, Domon sees Honami. She's among the civilians trying to find shelter and, you know, they get together and, you know, first they start joking around like, Hey, how you doing? And all that. And then they're like, wow, this is really the last time we're going to see each other. <laughs> and then they start crying. Uh, it's, uh God, Delmon, I feel so sorry for this guy. Mm. Um, so then Gian arrives back with the Neo Crisis, and uh, they transform one last time, and they execute their plan to perfection. They take down the Neo Crisis, uh, and Gian calls out for De Niro as his body vanishes. And with that, the 21st century has been saved, with the Great Disappearance having stopped, and a portal opens up to take the four officers home. Um, Tatsuya bids farewell to all of them. Shion tells Tatsuya he enjoyed fighting with him. Domon asks him to check on Honami for him from time to time. 
ISS says, don't worry, I'm going to live no matter what. Um, and then if you've seen the last Time Force episode, uh, you'll know how this is. Uh, Tatsuya laments that he was never honest with Yuri, uh, and they admit that they love each other, and they they hug each other, although this is... And, uh, and this is the same problem I have with the Time Force episode. Why didn't these people freaking kiss? God. Why and didn't they kiss the Time Force either? And they had no excuse here because, I mean, like, it's literally... Tensai, Tensai allows them to kiss, so what was the excuse? I mean, I agree with Time... I, I agree with Ankar in this Time Force review, like, you know, when he plays up the scene where, like, Wesson... Uh, Jen are hugging Linkara said, Kiss you idiots. <laughs> like, I agree. Same thing, Andrew should have kissed Ashley before he went up to the uh, to the dark. Yeah, exactly. Freaking exactly. And I'm not trying to badmouth in space or time force, I love them, but those two things just, I mean, just a minor nitpick. It's that stupid thing, like, oh, well, I don't think kids will like them kissing or whatever. Like, dude, shut up. Who cares? At, like, at, I, do you not, you not. You, you want to know? And you want to know what makes you want to know what makes that point even more stupid? Tommy and Kimberly kissed, and yes. Mighty Morphin. Yes. So. Also, you're gonna tell me the parents of the kids that are watching this never see their parents kissed? You know. Don't look. <laughs> so Don't look, little Donnie. We're gonna these, kiss now. These, these people think, really think that they did. We're just that. We're just that. Uh, I, I don't, don't want to say like stupid, but like. They think we're that oblivious when it comes to that type of thing. I mean, Tori gave Cam a kiss on the cheek in Ninja Storm, just saying. Yeah. It was in one episode, but still. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and so everybody, you know, everybody's gone home. And a year later, as the credits roll, uh, Tatsuya <laughs> resumes his normal life. Uh, Honami has a child who... Tatsuya calls Domon Jr., although although his real name is Mirai, as we'll find out in the Gokaiger tribute episode, uh, which, honestly, that Gokaiger tribute episode is a lot more amazing <laughs> after watching this. Uh, yeah. Um, the credits roll, and uh, Tatsuya's made amends with his dad, and he says he's going to accept the Asami name someday, but he still wants to live by his own values just as his dad did. Uh, Tatsuya runs into several people who look like his friends, including Naoto for some reason, which is weird. But uh, And then he says, I'm going to continue to live for a brighter future. And that is how the series and Time Ranger ends. All I got to say is high five to my man Domon for getting a baby made. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Imagine. <laughs> no, I, I got I to say That's this. a time anomaly, by the way. If, yeah, exactly. Imagine <laughs> being a baby mama and your baby daddy is in the future. <laughs> that's a that's a messed up way to more child support. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you Where's went to dad? get milk oh, and uh, ended up one thousand years in the future. What exactly. the freak? <laughs> <laughs> they get, they get, Mr. Delmont, here's your here here's your bill. Uh, fact child support. What? What? <laughs> oh, and we've added interest for every day that you have. You're late on payment. Bring <laughs> <laughs> up like a million, like a million dollars. <laughs> like a couple of million dollars. Episode, like that episode dollars. of Futurama where he Fry goes to empty his bank account. He has like 
billions of dollars and he starts foaming at the mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but all jokes aside, I mean, I, I know that it was just kind of minorly done here because, and to be fair, I mean, they didn't really have my, they didn't really have time because the credits were rolling, but I am so glad that they expanded upon that story briefly in the Go Kaiju tribute episode because honestly, like um, seeing how Doman reacts to seeing his son at the end of that episode like that. That is great. Yeah, I because I I do this thing where I go back and watch the Gokaiger episodes for seasons that I finish just as like a tradition. Dude, mm -hmm. I had to take like five minutes to myself to get it out of my system after that final scene in that episode where Domon sat down looking at the picture. Killed yeah. me. <laughs> Killed me. I want to go rewatch the tribute now. I forget some of what happened in there. Oh, you're not ready. Yeah, right. <laughs> it, I'm not ready for anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do want to I do want to say probably my first thoughts about this is that I don't I think Time Force may have done the 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 farewell to the red moment better. Yeah. Cuz it was it was so sudden here. Like it was there's like no spontaneous time portal opens up. Yeah, I'm like, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what is going on? No, I, I like the way that they had like a, a ship ready for them and they could go back on their own terms. Yeah, it, it felt more, it felt just better paced to me. Well, the fact um, that the portals appear just goes more into the time travel stuff, didn't make sense in this continuity. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel like it was, I mean, I don't like in the Time Force episode, I mean, how, like, they immediately cut, like, so they cuff Rancic, and then, like, and then it immediately cuts to them just, like, at the beach, like, I mean, it, I mean, that just felt kind of sudden, too, especially since, but. Yeah, but, but it, it's, it, Im but the implied there was time for them to have yeah, proper goodbyes what makes it better yeah because they were able to like you know spend time off screen yeah they were off screen but it wasn't abrupt like mm -hmm. this yeah and one thing and i don't know if this is something you're going to agree with me on is i kind of wish Tatsia did what west did and picked up as the head of the city guardians yeah yeah it would have made more sense yeah, because him just immediately like falling back saying, yeah, I'll take over my father's place in due time. That doesn't really feel like something he would do, given yeah. uh, everything he's been through. Now, one question. Did he still have the Chrono Morpher? That's something that they don't establish there. I mean... Yeah, I think he might still have it. <laughs> I mean, maybe I mean, he does. I mean, he kind of has to because of what happens in Gokaiger. Oh, yeah, okay. But there's nothing... I mean, I don't know, like... With Power Rangers, they're pretty tight. Well, okay, not as not tight, tight, but like they do a pretty good job of establishing, like, well, at least until the Disney era where it gets kind of confusing. But at least uh, up until the, uh, at least for the Saban era at this point, like they do a good job of establishing, like, who has their powers, whose powers have been lost. Yeah. Like, Super Sentai yeah. in general, it's just kind of not there on. Yeah. Because it was that. clear. It was clear that after Time Force ended that Eric and West still had their morphers. I mean, yeah. yeah. But, and then but does Tatsia but does Tatsia still have the Chrono Changer and the V Commander? 
with him. Because if he does, that V-Rex will come back to do another thing. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine the V-Rex went home. I'd assume that it got drugged back at the very least. Yeah. It yeah. had to. There's no way. I mean, I'd be okay with him keeping the powers, but not the V-Rex. Yeah. So, I guess my next question is, what do y'all think of this season as a whole? I I think that, yeah, the, the time stuff could have been explained a little bit better, but I do respect that it had reason for existing. Because, like, I've we've said hundreds, I've said hundreds of times that that was one of the problems with Time Force. And I respect that they actually had build up and say that this caused this and this led to this, even if it didn't really make any sense in the grand, you know, like in terms of writing, at least there was still some cause and effect that was pretty clearly shown. Um, characters though, is where this season excels to me, even though we kind of talked about Yuri being a bit of a weak link in terms of character writing, this cast was amazing. Yeah. All, so- all six of them. Mm-hmm. I, I will say, with the exception of Yuri, I like the other five a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Topsia, I know I gave him a lot of crap before now, but he redeemed himself in this last bit of the end game. He's he was originally like high C, low B tier. Now he's solidly probably moved into A tier, high B yeah. tier for me. I don't know where I put him exactly. But he's somewhere between high B, low A. And, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he just had a lot of good moments here. He really signed a lot. I wish he had more opportunity to do stuff prior to this, but whatever. Yeah. I So, like, at, watching it a second time, for me, I, I'm still going to stand... Okay. I'm probably going to still stand by my claim, especially since, you know, I've, I've, I watched Time Force not too long ago and it's still very fresh on my mind and I compare it to this. They're both great. And, you know, I, I both think that these are like, okay, well, a Time Force, Time Force is undisputedly S tier, uh, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, this one, I, I still want to say is S tier because, so, I probably have a much better idea of like who I think are better in terms of the red, pink, and sixth rangers, because that was a huge debate I always had in my head yeah. before I rewatched this. Um of course with uh blue, green, and yellow, it's kind of not obviously. It's obvious. Yeah. Yeah. It's obvious yeah. 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 Um, but I do think that this one probably handles the the story a little bit better because they really emphasize. And again, I know that like the time travel stuff doesn't make any sense when we think about it, but if we just look, but I mean, Toku shows in general always have those types of plot holes. I mean, even Power Rangers in space kind of has some plot holes. Yeah. Yeah. But the plot holes here, I feel are more egregious than what we had in in space. Yeah, I get it. But, but I feel like, you know, with, like you know how they build up to and anthony kind of you know explained how the whole thing with like the vortexes appearing in the sky isn't really as important as it in time force as it is here and i can forgive that but i do feel like 
the story is just a bit better in in Time Ranger where everything is ultimately connected and there's a huge payoff whilst in Time Force. Time it's Force Rance's fault. <laughs> yeah, it's Rancic's fault, but they're all a bunch of isolated incidents. But Time Force does make up for it because it has one of one of if not okay maybe not the greatest red ranger of all time i still think andros is better than west but like the greatest pink mm -hmm. ranger of all time the greatest yeah. sixth ranger of all mm -hmm. time that's more than enough to make up for mm -hmm. the problems with the story but the problems in the story when time force are just not present here in my opinion yeah i i don't know about that i think i think that's a bias you have because i think yeah, Time Force has some definite problems in its own plot holes, but you can't wave your hand away and say, oh, yeah, because they aren't in this season, this is immediately better. I think they both suffer from the same... They don't suffer from the same problems, but they both suffer from problems. And yeah, in my view, I think Time Force did more correct than Time Ranger. Mm. That's but, where, but that's something that we'll discuss in more detail. Yeah, and that's what that after, other video is going to be for. Yeah. <laughs> after I rewatch Time Force, because I haven't seen this in like 10, 11 years at this point. Yeah. But in my mind, entering my rewatch of Time Force, I have a feeling that Time Force does a lot of the stuff better than I'm complaining about in Time Ranger. Well,. Well, yeah, but I mean, the time travel stuff is still ultimately like. Oh yeah, that's that's something I'm expecting to have a problem with in both. But okay, so with, with um, you know, they kind of uh, you know, we talked about the popper a little bit, and we'll talk more about the Rangers in a second. But let's get this uh, let's get this discussion uh, out of the way. So with villains, obviously, we can't compare anyone to Rancic because Rancic is in mm -mm. the present. Yeah. I think we can kind of agree, even though he's not really a villain. I mean, if we want to compare Donero to Gluto, we would there's no comparison. It's no. not going to be Donero. Yeah, yeah I, I do yeah. say I. I think we did talk about Donero a little bit earlier in the episode where he yeah. died, but I I do like him with his whole story in 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 sight. Yeah, because he had a very unique role compared to other, I guess antagonist i'm going to use quotes around that word for this guy yeah but his role was very unique and it yeah. kind of made him a interesting character to follow but yeah. gian on the other hand okay before we talk about gian let's just get this uh conversation out of the way real quick do we want to between leela and nadira what do we say Nadir is a better character. Yeah, I think yeah. Nadir is better, but I also think just they're both kind of. Leela, Leela was Leela was just Donero's like arm candy. That's all she was. Arm yes. candy, gold digger. Uh. Nadir, Nadira actually had a very interesting role because she was Rancic's daughter. Yeah, and there was some there was some some wholesomeness between them. But at, that's at something times. we'll go into more detail in diverse. Yeah, let's hold so, up on. Let's make a blanket mm -hmm. thing here to not compare Time Force anymore. How would we? Okay, yeah. then how would we? Okay, instead of ranking, uh, comparing him to Frax, since this guy is obviously the main villain, how would we compare yeah. Gian not to Frax, but if we compare him to like some of the big bad villains that we've had in the other Sentai's that we've related, where would Gian rank there? I'm trying to think about that. That's a tough question. Um. 
So we're talking about like Zed from uh, Tokyo Jur, uh, Dokoku from, well, I mean, Dokoku kind of, I guess, from uh, Shinkinger. Uh, um, Bosco. Yeah, Bosco. Uh, you know, since, um, who are some other interesting villains? Well, pretty much the entirety of Jetman. Yeah, all the Jetman villains are fun. Um, we yeah, get, they're all better than him. Um, well, I yeah. guess we could bring up Rio and Melee. I mean, they, they were fun villains. I, <clears throat> I will say, I think the majority of those characters, in my view, were more... They had a better, better threat factor <clears throat> than uh, Gian did for the most part. Gian's threat factor didn't really become a problem until later on. Like that's when he started to really sign. But I think they spent too much time with Gian in the background, not really taking the reins of his operation and letting Donero kind of masquerade around like the big bot. Yeah. And he, I think that hurts a him good, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like when Gian does become the most prominent villain. He is kind of intimidating because Yeah. He's an agent of just mass destruction, and that does make him scary. But like, he's he's agent of chaos. Yeah, but like the Jetman villains who we had with, you know, from like the start of the season, and like they're intermingling with one another and their dynamic with the Jetman. They're just they're just too good for me to put the him anywhere on their level. Yeah. Um, I would say he'd be more along the lines of a villain like Gasha Skull from Kaku Ranger, who was Rito Repulso's counterpart. Um, he was a very short-lived villain in his own right because he was only there for like what, like the middle third of this, the middle third of the season. But mm-hmm. he left such a major impact on the grand scheme of the entire story. And he was intimidating in his own right. And he had an actual character to him. So I thought Gian was just like, ha, 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 evil. Blah, blah, blah. But Gasha Skull was, had like this relentless, don't, you know, don't mess with me attitude to him that made him, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know what I'm trying to say, right, Nate? With Yeah. Uh, 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 what was his name? What was his other name? He went by Junior. Junior. Yeah, Junior. Yeah, Junior. Yeah, um, since he's, I can't remember what Master Vile was called in Kaku Ranger, but he's that. Oh, uh, the Daimao. Daimao. But um, like Juzo, I would say maybe is better than him, but he's not a main antagonist. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would, but, I would probably if what if I'm comparing him to main antagonists like. He would probably be in my top fifteen just because he has an interesting backstory. Yeah, uh, but again, like I can agree that he's probably not like I. I mean, if I was going to compare him to do a positive comparison, I would probably compare him, uh, you know, uh, favorably to uh, someone like uh, Brajura. That's Brock's counterpart and a Ghost Saber because Brajura, because at least with Gian, like you know, they build him up. Uh, with like a, build him up and give him a backstory, while whilst with Brajura, they don't give him a backstory at I'll, all. I'll I'll, I'll 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 drop an I'll drop an oddball I'll drop an oddball comparison on like in terms of like level I would judge him on. 
a bolt hunt from O-Ranger. Uh, isn't that because, a Prince Sprocket slash Gaskets counterpart? Yeah, because okay. he, he didn't really become like the main villain until about like, what, 10 episodes left? But man, he was a good villain when he took over. Yeah. After he after he killed um what was uh Bomber, Bomber the, the Great. Great. Yeah, Bomber the Great. Yeah. yeah. Once I he think that's what Bomber Louis Kaboom was called. Yeah, yeah once yeah, he took Bomber over for Bomber the Great, man, he was a good villain for that little bit of time he was there. Him him and um whatever Archerina's counterpart's name was. Yeah. I was about to say hysteria, but that was his mom. Um but, yeah, that that yeah. that is yeah. I know that Riz was like saying that like there were some people who said that like the villain power struggle in O Ranger was cool, but that that part is actually one of the few things where it's like okay, oh, I yeah. got something good out of this Sentai. I'll, you know, yeah, like, yeah. The yeah. Bolt Hunt taking over the Baranoia army in that final little stretch there was like the best part of O Ranger by far. <laughs> it's legitimately good. Um. But, but I do think Gian, like, I don't think Gian should be said to be, like, a terrible villain. Because, I mean, I do like his backstory, like, how he was someone who was innocent, but ultimately just got driven insane. And ultimately, yeah. it fits the deranged nature of this mm -hmm. season. But he, where would you rank him into S-tier categories? Like, where would he fall in that? He's in that uh, He could be, like, a fringe, low... A for his backstory, but if I talk about it on like a complete villain level, he's like a mid B in my opinion. Yeah, I mid what? His B, B. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I think his his longevity, as in he wasn't in the series as the main antagonist for very long, kind of holds him back a little bit, and he it's is a, one note. And that's that's my <clears throat> major problem with the season is that <clears throat> we spend so little time with the main villain. And we kind of get derped around with Darnero. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think Gian to me is like high C, low B, depending on how you look at it. Mm -hmm. um, because I I find his his impact on the season very average, but his backstory makes him compelling enough to say that he might be B tier, but mm -hmm. the impact makes him C tier. Yeah, that's fair. And we don't really have to talk about uh with um with the other ones. So uh, let's move into the uh the big thing uh before we get to our final closing thoughts and my final grades. So uh we're gonna talk each of us are gonna talk about the Rangers, we're gonna give our final analysis. Now we're not gonna compare them to their time force counterparts, that's for the next podcast. Yeah, but yeah. We we can compare them to the other uh, like we can compare Yuri to other pinks and Tatsuya to other reds and et cetera, and like say where we would rank them among the other ones. So, uh, yeah, uh, anyone want to go first on that? Uh, we're doing just rankings amongst them and then rankings amongst others of their color at the same time. Yeah. Like, like you can say, who's your first? Like, if ISA is your first, you can say he's the best time ranger and then yeah. compare him to like the other blues. Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll so, probably start with. Yeah, I'll let you go first, Riz. No, no, I was going to say I'm not going to compare them to other Sentai range. I'm just going to compare them among themselves. Mm -hmm, and then we can have a discussion. Well, it's not that I haven't seen as many. It's also that um, it's difficult 
to think of all of them at the same time. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we can we can discuss that as we go through everyone's conversation. Like, if we make a comment saying, like, oh, for example, uh, Domon's the best yellow. You know, that's mm-hmm. something we can all talk about, but we don't have yeah. to each say it over and over again. It's my thought. Yeah. Yeah. So, Patrick, go ahead. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm sticking Domon at the top. And... <laughs> The core thing is like going back to the Gokaiser episode because that episode essentially gave closure to his character arc from this season. And it was, I'm a very empathetic person. So seeing him so heartbroken and happy and all this stuff like this, it affected me a little bit. <laughs> so I, 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 I like him because he comes off as a tough guy, but then he's got a soft heart on him. And like, I just want to, I just want to have a, you know, like get 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 food with this guy, get lunch with this guy, and just hang out with him. Right. He's my kind of guy. He's <laughs> yeah. he's a bro. He's a bro. I can't hate him at all. No, not um, at all. say is and going off of Domon, I think he is probably the best yellow above my girl Potaha and uh Luca and crap, I forgot her name already. I'm um, king of from King Oger. Himeno, yeah. Those are my three favorites. Um, but man, Domon is just too good of a character. Yeah. Uh ISA is my number two. Um just that whole I, I empathize with his whole I don't want people to worry about me thing. And seeing it brought to light and see people reassure him that, you know, we don't care. We want what's best for you. And then for him to just the whole story for him in the second half of the season was just great stuff. And I would probably put him as the best blue also, because oddly enough for seasons I've seen blue has been probably one of the weakest colors outside of someone like Yanma's up there. uh, Mega blue, mega blue, Ginga blue were good blue Rangers. Um, We'll get familiar with, uh, Goki next Sentai because he's I, I love Ginga Blue, um, and of course my Boreos K. He's not high. He's not as high as these guys are, but he's he's still a character I I thoroughly enjoy. But that's just my Shinkenger bias coming through there. Yeah. I mean, um, I'll say I think Zoe's better than him by quite a bit, but that's my Gokaiser bias coming uh, through. Yes, that is probably your Gokai because I'm I'm not that I'm a lot more harsh on the Gokaiser cast than most people are because I have a lot more issues with that season than many people do. Yeah. Um, who would I put at number three here? I think Tatsia jumps up to number three for me because the, he, he's such a complicated character to really explain. Honestly, he really is. Cause there's a lot going on with like his psyche, but the fact that he's very, hard-headed and stern and forward thinking he's not like what i complained about with like like um john where he's just you know hyper energetic to a a fault he's more hopeful than sugar rush and i i like that about him I don't know where I would put him amongst other reds. And then I'd probably put Nato here. I think his death kind of soured his overall character for me a little bit. 
Um, and then, man, between Yuri and Xion, I'd probably put Xion here and then Yuri at the bottom because we, we've already been over what it is about Yuri. I don't particularly like. Yeah. It's just, and Xion's character is just, you know, he, he there's nothing much to him. There's nothing wrong with him. But you just want to hang out with him and give him a hug. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> okay. Uh, who wants to go next? Mm, I'll go next. Okay, go for it. Yeah, right. You already know. Ice is number one because he killed that motherfucker. You know, <laughs> <laughs> He has to get in one more pop stop. I love it. That that was it. That was what won me over. He killed this guy. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. But honestly, but even before then, um, I gotta say honestly was just a great character from the start. And the fact that he went through so much and he's going through a basically he's in like a situation where he's like literally dying and he still wants to fight and still wants to be a, a time ranger. That's still commendable to me. Uh Domo is second. Uh, Sion is actually going to be four, and Tati is number three because I honestly see the potential in Tati, and I finally see it now because he actually like these last couple episodes actually helped his character a lot for me. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, y'all, uh, I have to put Yuri at number six, and now it's sure. number five. Okay, yeah, because it's it, like. Because honestly, like she, she's not a bad character to my, for me per se, but it's just she, she definitely needed more oomph to her mm-hmm. because all these other guys they have their you know their characteristics, their their wants and needs. She just kind of just seems very not very one note, but very just bland in terms of like Under you know things on. Yeah, and even in the episode where, like, you know, we were like, that one criminal thought that she was ugly, whatever, like, and I'm like, where? But anyways, (laughs) (laughs) but (laughs) even then, I'm just kind of like, she didn't really give enough for me. I don't know, like, Mm -hmm. um, with Naoto, honestly, he... Let me be wrong, he was actually, actually not a good person per se but there was like little instances where he is where he tried to be a decent person but he still was arrogant um which ultimately led to his downfall um he should have just saved the freaking birds i'm like no i no, um, stop. <laughs> go back <laughs> I, I gotta i gotta calm down because i'm not gonna go back to my rants again because then, then that's gonna like give me give me you know high blood pressure high, high blood pressure yeah i don't need that <laughs> <laughs> um sion is definitely best boy um, I could see myself literally being like a big brother type character to him. Like in my personal, if I met this guy in person, if this guy was like an actual real person, I could see myself like, you know, wanting to like be his like um older brother figure. That's how I, I, don't know, I kind of see it. like you know, he's just, he just he just seems like somebody that's really just sweet and genuine. And you can't Kota hate him. Yeah. Kotaha effect. Just like how we still have our Kotaha Protection Agency in this form here. <laughs> if anybody touches that, touches that girl, I'm definitely yeah, no. going to go off. Like. <laughs> Can you imagine how, like, 
lethally wholesome those two together would be just talking. Oh, like, I know. <laughs> okay, <laughs> hold up, hold up. Those two plus Kagura from Tokyuzer. And funnily enough, oh, all yeah, three of these characters were created by the same head writer. And they're all like, oh, just, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Just <laughs> adorable. And it's like, yeah. it, 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 I'm, I'm taking, taking a page out of Plankton. Like, it's so cute. It's <laughs> disgusting. It's too much. Yeah, it's too much. It's just <laughs> in the ground. <laughs> Me. And they're all hatred. different colors. Yeah. They, they really are. Yeah. Colors. That's really cool. Uh, All right, so am I going next or Nate going next? Uh, you can go next, Riz. Okay. So my man Doman is number one for very obvious reasons. Uh, in terms of other yellows, I will say he is extremely neck-to-neck with Luca, but he barely adds Luca out. Right. Because he is just that amazing. Yeah. Me. And as someone um, who stains Fuka, uh, uh, Luca, I honestly... Can I disagree with you on this? Yeah, so on the yellow, Domon, Luca, Himeno, and then obligatory Kotaha because Kotaha protects an agency. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you want her, you get through us. Right. <laughs> you mess with um, her, you mess with all of us. <laughs> exactly. My number two, I was debating this a lot, but I think ISA gets number two. I don't know if he's the best blue because I want to see what Yanma ends up doing in King Ozer, but mm-hmm. he is definitely fighting for number one right now in the blues. Um, him, though, Yanma are all fantastic to me. Ryanosuke, I don't know what you're on about, Patrick. He's not that great. He's Ultimate Shinken, Shinken's your buy. No, I mean, hey, A is still good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> A I'm just saying, good. he's not S tier, though. No, I said he's not on their level, but personally, I like him. Okay. okay. Yeah. That's what I was okay. saying. Same because here. Shin Kendra bias. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just say so, bias. My one and two are very easy. Domon, ISA, case closed on that. That's easy. My number three, I struggle with a lot. Because yeah, it's easy after this. Huh? It does, because I think. Theon has been very consistent across the entire season. He's mm-hmm. never missed a beat. He's had good moments all throughout. He's been extremely loyal. Like, he's the first one that wants to go running back to help as soon as he realizes where they are. Like, he is the most loyal person in the team, and he's so endearing. I'm forming a Theon protection agency now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I think Theon's number three, Tatsuya's number four, not because he's a bad character, but because the other three I named are much better than him in terms of yeah. development and just consistency. But Tatsuya has grown a lot. Mm-hmm. He is honestly becoming a good red. I would put him like high B, low A, in my opinion, in terms of like the tiering. I'm not going to rank him with the others because he's nowhere mm-hmm. near... The likes of Marvelous and Takaru and um, Yamato. Those are my three favorite grids right now. Mm-hmm. Who's Yamato? Uh, uh, Geodzer. Geo Eagle. Oh, Geo Eagle. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I, Yamato is a very simple red, but I love him nonetheless. Like, he just is my homeboy. 
would even so, put huh? Maker. I would. I would just spanning on that. I'd probably put Maker Red and Ginger Red above him too. Yeah. What about that uh, Ninja Red? Sasuke. Um. Because I have Ninja I think Red Sas- ahead of him, honestly. I think Sasuke is more on his level. Like I would okay, put him kind enough. of interchangeable. He is. He is a good red though, but. So moving down the list, Naoto has dropped severely, in my opinion, because I think yeah, I had him ranked at number two for a while. Mm-hmm. But I just, after this finale, I just do not like him as much anymore. Like he's a great anti-hero, but he's not that great overall. Like he's cool, but he's just—he has nothing but the badass going for him, and that's not enough to make him a good character. Someone Naoto? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I figured. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, you know, we, I, I give Marvelous a huge, like, bump in his category for being a badass, but Marvelous has other things going for him outside of that. that he's also very, he's, he's also very cartoonishly cocky. That Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Naoto is more of like a, a more realistic egotist, power-hungry egotist. Well, Marvelous is just a cartoon character. <laughs> well, he's a cartoon character, but he has a lot of emotional depth to him that I don't know. If he, he does really realize. No, he he does. His so, his uh his ties to Aka Red and stuff is the Aka Red stuff, the Bosco line. Yeah, the Bosco um, stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's just really. But then, even like his own interaction with his own team, mm-hmm. he was very defensive and caring of them in his own cocky, arrogant way. Yeah. <laughs> And he also cared for Earth, even though he would never outright say it, because that's just a cardinal sin for him to say it. So, while they're both really arrogant, Naoto falls very flat to me. And I think, going back to a point we were talking about earlier, if he died without the, like, the redeem, redemption part, I think he would be up, like, a couple spots or so he for me. He might... He might fight for number four with uh, Tatsuya at that point for me, mm-hmm. but he wouldn't cross into the top three. Not for me. Uh, he, he might for me, but it would be ISA. ISA stocks went up a lot for me. Yeah, and that's yeah. why I can't put Naoto anymore because before uh, ISA stocks were not that high. He was like a number mm-hmm. four for me, but. No, I can't. I can't not have ISN there after seeing what he did at the end. So no. And then I'm sorry, y'all. I know that you guys are all trying to defend Yuri a little bit. I don't like her at all. <laughs> Why do you think I, I put her as, at the bottom? At the bottom. Yeah, scene? I mean, I no, still but, put her at the bottom too. <laughs> no, 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 but y'all put her at the bottom of the caveat that she's not bad, but she is bad. Like she has very few things that are worth mentioning about her and if i'm to put her in like a tier category don't hate me nathan but i think she's a d tier i mean fair enough i mean i i I, I see where you're coming from i mean i mean so and i mean i have weird rankings where i kind of do things so I mean, like, there's a lot of people who would probably call Boken Silver a C-tier Sixth Ranger, but I call him a, like, I mean, it's all subjective. And, I mean, I get yeah. where you're coming from, and I see where, where it is. 
Yeah, but no, Yuri is literally when I said the weakest link, he is the weakest link. He's a D tier character. Goodbye. Among, <laughs> see, it's literally a a, a D tier character among one or two S tiered and a handful of A and B tiered. Like, yeah, she can't even get to C tier. That's kind of sad to me. And then, um, Nate, after this, do you want to go into like our final grade for the overall season, I assume? Yes. Okay. So um, go ahead, Nate. Uh, for me, I'm putting ISA at number one. You know, I was telling you guys, uh, you know, I was telling you guys before we got in here that, you know, he's my favorite blue Sentai Ranger. And I kind of, when, you know, we were in the middle along with you guys, I was kind of questioning is this guy really my favorite? But then at the end with his whole arc and everything that he does, I, I'm now like, yeah, dang right. He is my favorite. Nah, so, he's my he's my favorite blue also. Yeah, he's, I mean, the only blue ranger I think that has any chance of potentially upstaging this guy is Yanma and King Oger. I He could have a chance because Yanma's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it, like, and Joe is on this guy's level, but not like maybe just like a the length of like a razor, like a razor, like you know, just below him. So it's like uh, the length of a hair, you mean? Yeah, something that's, like that. That's the thing. <laughs> but just uh, you know, someone like that. And, and I mean, and I love I love Ginga Blue. Don't get me wrong, but he's he's a fun character. But he, I don't know. You guys will see him. Like he, it's kind of unfair to compare them both because they're very different types of characters but i mean i mean goki's only that high for me because he's like the most lovable dude ever so yeah um i'm putting domon next uh so here's the thing i'm technically putting kotoha ahead of him for very selfish reasons but i'll admit <laughs> i respect behind. it but I'll admit <laughs> behind, you know, on a selfish thing, I'm like, yeah, Delmont's better. Yeah, Delmont's mm -hmm. better. I have to. Look, like, we can be part of the Kotaha Protection Agency and admit people are better than her. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I admit Delmont is yeah. better. I mean, you know, he's just, I mean, he's a fun guy. You know, he's awesome. You just want to be friends with him. Like, I mean, the guy, like, I, I liked him decently enough when I first watched this, but I, I absolutely love this guy now. So, um. Uh, I'm going to put Sheon at number three now, just kind of because, you know, I, I, I just want to extend a huge apology. Like when I first watched this, I like, I always liked Sheon, don't get me wrong, but he was like a top 15 at best for me when I first watched this. Cause remember Riz, I was saying that he was the weak link going into this. Yeah. I want to say I'm completely You sorry. are so wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> wow. I, was, I don't know what I was like. Like. Remember, Nathan, I told you after like the first batch of 10 episodes, like, Nathan, what are you smoking? Yeah, he's because like, Theon stocks have always been high, and you sitting here telling me in the first 10 episodes before I watched them, oh, Theon's the weakest link, everyone else is better than him. I'm like, no, he's not. Yeah, it's so what are you good. talking about? <laughs> he's in my he's in my top five greens. Uh, he, he's not S tier, the only S tier green I think so far is Chiaki from Shinkinger. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. here. he's the only guy that deserves to be there, but he's still top five. I, I have him ranked. Uh, I would probably rank him obviously behind Chiaki. Uh, I would probably put, uh, I, I would probably put, um, you know, probably, uh, 
I think Ginga Green and maybe Maji Green deserve to be listed ahead of them. I would I would say that uh, what Hayato Ginga Green, Hayate. yeah, Hayate, yeah, I would say he's on. I don't know if I would put him. I mean, I would probably put him above Shion personally, but yeah, they're on that same level. I want to put Tatsuya next. Just uh, you know, I, I think he's a great character. Uh, you know, he's um, not not top ten reds. Uh, no, 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 not top five. Probably top ten. But he, I agree. I mean, he's not he's not marvelous or Takeru. Uh, I, the reason why I brought up Ninja Red to uh, Patrick was because I would probably put Ninja Red like slightly ahead of him. But uh, I mean, they're inter- they're interchangeable, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's not. I also want to compare him to Ginga Red because I'll be honest, Ginga Red is in my top five. I would probably put him in. Would you? Would you agree with me and say these things? Would you agree with me and say that Mega Red is better than him too? Probably because I remember I remember some stuff from Kenta, but maybe just barely put Kenta ahead of him. I think I think uh, but, I think I need to have right. you sit down and rewatch Mega Ranger <laughs> one of these days. <laughs> yeah, we'll do Mega Ranger again. We'll do. We're definitely going to do Mega Ranger. But... I hype. I hype up that cast a lot, so I think we have to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Then I would put Naoto. Uh, now, I'm honestly kind of wondering whether or not I should even keep Naoto on my top. Probably top ten, <clears throat> just because you know he has some badass stuff, but. Yeah, he kind of got down. Like, he, he was one of the three Rangers that I wasn't sure if I would rank him. Well, okay, I always kind of lean toward Eric because I grew up watching Eric, so of course I'm going to have that bias. But now, even if I didn't have that bias toward Eric, and I, I'm sorry mm-hmm. I'm comparing them, but, like, yeah, now Ito goes down. Like, I would probably uh, – obviously I would rank him below uh, Boken Silver, but, like, at this point, like, I would say – Ginta and uh, maybe even, and this sounds really bad since you know how, how I feel about this season, but maybe Gosei Knight might be slightly better than him. I'm just saying, like, because Gosei Knight. <laughs> Look at his face. He's like, what? You're muted, Riz. I have so many questions about that statement. No, Gosei Knight is actually a decent sixth ranger. He's one of the only things. Good things that got I got out of that. I mean, but, he's not wrong, but I wouldn't I wouldn't go as far okay. as even that. You know, I'm, I'm just saying. I, I, I would rank. I would definitely rank the Go on Wings ahead of him. Uh, Hero. Oh, 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 yeah. The Go on Wings are such good characters. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, it, it's undisputed. Like obviously, Boken Silver is my favorite. But if I talk, but if I talk about it from like uh, you know someone that's a bit more acceptable, like. I mean, it's weird since he's the current guy, but Spider Kumonos is kind of a difficult guy to beat, honestly. And yeah. He's in a league of his own. Uh, yeah. And then I'm going to put Yuri. Uh, I Maybe I would still put her in my top five just because... Nope. Now, hear me out. I, it's <laughs> so, I would... She's gotten down a little bit. Uh, I would honestly say, uh, honestly, I might be thinking about, I would keep her in my top 10, but maybe I would take her out of my top five and maybe replace her with the, honestly, uh, maybe Ginga Pink, honestly, because Ginga Pink is actually a pretty cool one. Saya? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like Saya. Uh, <clears throat> um, 
so yeah, I mean, she's still, I mean, and keep in mind, like I, I've seen a lot of Sentai and maybe these next couple of Sentai from Nee Ninja to a uh, Don brothers will impress me, but I haven't seen that many pinks that I would call S tier. And sure. I mean, like I like Mako and I like I him, but they're not S tier in my opinion. Those are high A tier in my opinion. So, um, so yeah, but I, I think undisputedly now I used to kind of debate over, is she my favorite pink ranger or is, uh, like Boken Pink, my favorite Sentai Pink. Honestly, now it, there's no question, but Boken Pink is my favorite Sentai Pink Ranger. I still like Yuri. Uh, I get the issues that Riz has with her, but yeah, she, this is another one where <laughs> I I kind of went in here debating like like which is better, and I mean like which is better between this and Time Force. Now there's there's like no contest. No. So no bloodbath, um, bloodbath. But yeah, that that wraps up my ranking. So uh, okay. everybody, give their closing thoughts and final grade one by one. Then I guess, Patrick. Okay. Um, I know we voiced a lot of complaints about this season, but I think the pros for this season really outweigh the cons because we, for me, especially when I go into a story about time travel, I'm expecting the story to be a little bit messy because it's a, such an easy concept to mess up. Yeah. So while Riz's complaints are valid and I agree with most of them, I'm going to kind of cut it some slack because time travel stores are so easy to mess up that I usually am more lenient towards them. Uh, but the character writing in the season is so good and it carries the whole show for me. And I'm going to wait to decide where I rank this behind Shinkenger. Because I'm going to directly compare it to the season we're talking about next, which is Ginga Man. And all three seasons are written by the same person. Shinkenger is still my favorite Sentai, and I don't think many things are going to change that. This is either two or three behind Shinkenger alongside Ginga Man. I don't know which yet. And I'll wait until after we finish Ginga Man before I say, but this season is like a nine for me. It has some problems, yes, but the pros, the good things are just way too good. And uh, what would you give it out of a 10 out of that? I said a, I said a 9. Oh, okay, sorry. I didn't hear that. Okay, Anthony, you want to go next? Um, Going off of what Patrick had said, um, yeah, I understand Riz's, like, you know, frustrations with some of the stuff in this. But I honestly did enjoy for the most part. And, of course, seeing the downfall of my most hated person in, in this entire <laughs> story, I'm going to give it a nine. One more jab before he goes out the door. <laughs> <laughs> he's so, not my rival. He's, he's, he's my enemy. He's not my rival. So <laughs> I love the pettiness. I, res I respect the pettiness. <laughs> you know, I'm so glad that Anthony finally understands the Zon hate. I do. And how much it, and how much it feels great to rip into him like that. Oh, it, dude, I think I might end up doing this for like a good while. Just FYI, just 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 randomly start bringing him like like. like this is how I feel about Geki. <laughs> like I, I hate Gaki so much as a so character. We, we all could we hate a red in a different set time. 
All we're waiting for he's, now is just, he's just, dead. Just Get over it. Rich. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For the matter of time, Nate, you'll you'll be one of us too. You'll get get you a red range. You'll hate you hate too. <laughs> All right. So yes, you guys are mentioning I have a lot of hate with the season. Um, but there are a lot of things I do like about the season too. Domon, ISA, Theon, mm-hmm. all top tier solid characters in their own color and their own right. I do have a lot of trouble with the time travel. And like Patrick, I could get beyond it and not make it a big deal. But that coupled with the fumbling of Yuri and Naoto and a little bit of Tatsia up until the end game arc, I cannot give this a nine. This is like, it's probably like a eight, if I were to be honest with y'all. It's still respectable. I mean, yeah. I, I almost want to give it a 7.5, but honestly, Domon carries hard enough to bring it up to an eight. <laughs> my boy. My boy right there, man. I want to yeah, get lunch with him. I want to go to like a ramen stop with him and just hang out. Heck yeah. Right. I'm down for that. <laughs> I'm down for that. So, yeah, I have a lot of trouble with this season. If I were to give this like a tier ranking, this is probably low B tier for me. Okay. Are you sure? Like, I've always been, before I go, like, Riz, I just kind of want to ask you this, like, and, I mean, I I understand, like, I'm not, tr- I'm not trying to, like, attack i'm just kind of curious but like do you think that like maybe when like you know you watch a sentai that that was adapted into a power ranger season that you like it you hold it to like some standards like maybe it's the time force bias that you sometimes kind of no this isn't time force bias because i thought about that a lot and my time force bias ends with zen and west okay like I was willing to give Naoto the point over Eric in our versus thing. I can't anymore. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. So, no, this isn't time force bias. Um, because if that were true, then I would have a different opinion about other Sentais like Geki Ranger, which I don't mm-hmm. because it sucks. <laughs> yeah, there it true. is. There it is. <laughs> Okay, I was so, just curious, that's so all. So no, I, I don't look at it from a bias like the other thing, and that's why I keep trying to tell y'all I'm not mm-hmm. going to compare this to the Power Ranger counterpart until we get to the verses because I don't yeah. want to compare it to the sort to the adaptation. Yeah. I want the Sentai to stand on its own two feet, which is why Geki Ranger failed, which is why Gokaiser did so well. And if you look at the opposite end of it, Megaforce sucked, Jungle Fury is amazing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't say Megaforce is amazing because I like Gokaiser. I don't do that. Now, Ciara Hana, Tiki Perry. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. You should have known, Nate. You should have known. Yeah, know. <laughs> Nate, you were there when I met her. I know. I know. Did you have to hold him back? <laughs> no. I just, <laughs> but he was ready. Yeah, no, I, just, I just sit there and let him have a fun time. 
Don't do you it. Remind, you remind me that story what happened happen with that. I don't know if I, you remember telling me that. No, we'll tell you afterwards. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah. But um, but no. So I don't look at this from a bias because I don't hold Megaforce to the level of Gokaiser because they're not the same thing. Yeah, that's fair. Exactly like this. Time Force and Time Ranger are not the same thing. Yeah. I have a lot of issues with Time Force. No, with Time Ranger stories. Yeah, and if yeah. you remember, I did say. I hold reservation on Time Force's story until I rewatch it because it has been 10 years. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fair. So, no, no bias here. I just want to make that extremely clear because I don't want that to be confused. Okay. Uh, for me, uh, th- this is still, um, I mean, this is still great. Uh, I'm pro- I-, I would probably, honestly, the, the more I think about this, maybe th- this goes like a peg lower for me. Like I used to have this as like number four. Uh, I honestly, you know, I know a lot of people will call me crazy for this, but like from what I remember with Ginga Man, I remember having a much more fun time watching Ginga Man compared to this. Uh, I would probably put this behind Abba Ranger. Abba Ranger is another uh, favorite Sentai of mine, but it's still really great. Like this is still like, this could be an S tier. Maybe I would put it as an A tier, but I still think it's really good. I just, I feel like, you know, I feel like what, what time, like both fit, like what Time Force kind of lacked in this season improved on. Now, unfortunately, this season, this does kind of lack in some areas that Time Force, thankfully, you know, mm-hmm. did really good on. But the stuff that it does good is great. Like it has, it has my favorite Blue Ranger of all time. It has someone that I'm that I have to kind of grudgingly admit is the greatest Yellow of all time, even though I want to put Kotoha ahead. Like it, <laughs> it, it has a great Green. You know, I think to, and you know, okay, maybe I think a little bit less of a six than Pink's, but I still think the Red is a solid Red, and I think the whole overarching story of fate and like destiny Mm -hmm. and how it tackles that like it does it in a very deep way and i've never seen a sentai really tackle the overarching themes in a way that time ranger did and that's why and keep in mind i've seen a lot of sentai i've seen everything up to tokyo now and unfortunately i'm going to be starting knee ninja very soon please pray for my soul but uh but um lawnmower 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 go 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 Mm -hmm. But with that being said, uh, yeah, this is still great. Uh, you know, obviously from like, uh, obviously just from a nostalgia, even though I kind of realized the problems after we saw that Sentai, I still call Jetman my favorite Sentai for selfish reasons. But mm-hmm. this is still my, like, this is still mm-hmm. really good. And it's pro- like, maybe it'll, I used to call this my favorite Sentai that was adapted into a, Power Ranger season. Uh, now I would probably call it Shinkinger just because I remember how great that was uh, after Pacific we watched it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to. I like, but yeah, th- this is still a top five Sentai for me. It's got great. I mean, when it's good, it's good. It's got issues, but the good stuff is just too damn good. I mean, but mm-hmm. that's the that's my feeling for like every all of my favorite stuff like Jetman has issues but when it's good it's good and even power ranger season power rangers in space has a lot of issues but the good stuff is damn good and the same with you know time force it has some issues but when time force is good it is freaking good and yeah. that's how i feel about time ranger and that's why i'm giving it a nine 
out of 10. Okay. And just to add on to that, I think we're all allowed to have that one season that despite defaults, we still call number one. Mm -hmm. For me, it's Go Kaiser. For you, it's Setman. Yeah. Patrick, I don't know what the hell yours is because Shinkinger's honestly good. I mean, what? Where would you even call Shinkinger? Because Shinkinger does outside of maybe the villains. I would say like Dokaku and company aren't very Dokuku's interesting. Crap. As... Yeah. I mean, yeah. when I when I did my blog, <laughs> funny thing when I did when I was doing my blog post for Shinkinger, I had to think of I had to think of cons. The only other con I could think is. Why did you do a crossover with Decade? Decade sucks. But if that's yeah, no, that, 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 that was completely pointless. If that's the thing I, I'm complaining about, then that's a pretty good thing. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, do we have anything else we want to say? No. No. Okay. It sucks, though, but that's it. <laughs> Okay, it's gonna. Okay, okay it's not gonna be two running gags where he has to say something bad about Ryuya and then Riz says something bad about John. No, never. It could, what are you talking about? It could be. No. It could be three things if you want me to start ripping on Geki every I was episode. About also, to say that. <laughs> I mean, okay. I've I've held myself back, but if okay, you want I, me to, I, I want I want you three to acknowledge the last two or three podcasts we've done. I've been decreasing the amount of Zon hate. And I'm proud of you, you for it. You have. The intervention oh. didn't need to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Patrick, I can do it if you want. <laughs> but I've been filling that void with train funds for Nathan's sake. Oh, my God. So pick your poison, Nathan. <laughs> pick your poison. Yeah, you might, yeah, you might as well. Yeah. train funds. Oh boy. <laughs> All aboard the train punch. Toot, toot. <laughs> but uh, with that being said, uh, this was our Time Ranger review, guys. Now we're now remember we are not done with Time Ranger. Next time, uh, for well, okay, of course we're gonna do our King Oja review. That is um, you know, that's one thing in the line. But as far but uh we are gonna be doing a full season of Time Force where we just review the whole season. Um, and then we are going to do our versus special on Time Ranger versus Time Force. We're going to do that. And uh, that after that, we will be officially wrapped up, and we will be doing our next Sentai, Seiju Sentai Gingaman. We'll be traveling back uh, just two years in the past to uh, mm -hmm. you know take a look at Yasuko Kobayashi's first outing as a Sentai head writer. Really looking forward to that. Um, with that said, uh, we thank you guys so much for uh, taking the time to uh, – watch this or uh, listen to this if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel if you're not already subscribed. Uh, leave comments down below, especially those who, uh, you know, might like Time Ranger and, you know, might have different feelings from us when it comes to the characters. Leave comments down below and we'll be sure to give shout outs to that. Uh, if you're listening to us on Spotify or iTunes, you can reach out to us on our website, AnimeSecrets.org for, uh, any commentary and we'll be sure to give a shout out to that also give us uh you know ratings out of uh, five stars um and you can also check out our other podcast animated classified or riz and i do talk about star wars on the jedi squadron podcast 
Uh, and that's about it. Uh, we thank you guys so much for taking the time to watch us. Uh, we will see you guys next time when we do King Oger and then later Power Rangers Time Force. But until that time, you guys stay safe. We love you, and may the power protect.